0: Love Talk Radio.
1: Ouch! How about that? I don't want to do a reality check.
2: Why don't you?
1: I want to build a time machine and go backwards a little.
2: No kidding! What a great week in California! Wonderful shows, wonderful friends, good times. A Watts Live. Some of you may be sick of hearing about it, but we're going to keep talking about it at least tonight, anyway. Mm-hmm. And then we'll go back to our regular rotation of guests, etc., on Runman Radio. But tonight we're going to break down how the week went. We're going to take your calls if you were there or even if you weren't, but we prefer to hear from people who were there if they want to talk about the gigs. We had four. Also, we're going to talk about the Robert Johnson set list. Um, Robert Johnson covers that Todd did as a set list for the first opening act for each AWOT shows.
1: Yeah, a little controversy about that.
2: Yep. Yep. There's a little bit. You know, Mm -hmm. a minority, but... Well, it could be majority. I don't know. We're well, just going to break it down. And we'll
1: find out tonight. People can call in and say what they think about it.
2: Absolutely. We're also going to look at the reviews. There were several that were printed, which one of them was not very favorable, but that's okay. The fact that Todd Rundgren was mentioned in the L.A. Times, here's another reality check for you, is a miracle. And they put photos. Todd hasn't been in there from what we were told in ten years. And they also did a mention the night before the gig, which was oh yeah in
1: the uh, little entertainment section. Yeah, so
2: that helped. I'm sure helped us a little bit, and it was a uh, Good photo, small mention, and so the L.A. Times put it in there twice, and there was a Sacramento Press did a review, and the L.A. Examiner did a review. Nothing in San Francisco that I've seen, unfortunately. We'd love to hear from them as well.
1: Good oh no, there was there was actually. Oh, yeah. Uh, late this, late today, someone posted a review on the uh, TR Connection. Oh dear, who was it? Maybe it was through the SF Examiner. Yeah. Maybe. Any good? Uh, yeah, kind of. I mean, it sort of started off a, a little bit like this guy didn't know quite what to expect. He he'd, <laughs> you know seen a Queens Reich album show and you know was bowled over by that, and then. So then he comes to this line and apparently he didn't care much for the opening act. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But once he started in on the the, the main show, the A Watts portion, the guy was, was thrilled with it, so Well that's Go good. I mean I don't
2: expect everybody to be thrilled with the uh, Robert Johnson. There's always gonna be controversy on Todd's set list. Other than if it's pre-announced which a watts was so any reporter that came in expected something different from wizard true star wasn't paying attention I haven't really seen that yet but everybody knows everything that was promoted marketed the ticket stub everything says a wizard a true star show so hopefully you got that but let's let's walk into the Robert Johnson for a minute first and then we'll break into a watts because that's gonna be a longer conversation we we'll also have a surprise call later on from a member of the a Watts band so look for that
3: Oh boy! All right.
2: So there's we got announcements, of course, too. But I want to start with this Robert Johnson thing. Okay. The most important thing that I think people are missing is they're saying this is they don't like blues. It doesn't really matter, in my opinion, if you don't like blues and you haven't heard this because it doesn't sound like blues necessarily. Like you, weakness is considered blues according to Todd and Jesse Grass who've been on our shows but you all love that song. This is he's taken Robert Johnson's song and put Todd's twist on it. He stamped his name on it and it's different. Just like Cream's version of Crossroads is not the same as Robert Johnson's Crossroads. If you listen to the two side by side they're they're different. I mean they have some similarities but they're different. So, to start the show tonight, I'm going to give you an example. How about that Cruiser, man?
1: Yes, please.
2: All right, so I'm going to start with, and this is my favorite of the ten so far. There were ten songs that Todd did um, for this first set, all Robert Johnson covers, and he starts out with a song called I Believe I'll Dust My Broom. Awesome. And it's really a lot of fun. So the version I have of Todd's is from a YouTube Warwise video, so it's not going to sound as great as the album and all that good stuff, but I want to give you an idea of Robert Johnson's version And then Todd's version. So here we go. We'll start with Robert Johnson's, all right? Listen up. You
4: got it.
5: Run Johnson.
2: Cruiser Mel, could you tell the difference in the two?
1: Oh my goodness, yes.
2: <laughs> it's
1: different and it's fun. It's that's going to be fun to do. It's a little different rhythm and all that, but of course the same words. Yep, that's one thing
2: I'll give the people that are upset about it. You're not going to get Todd's great lyrics for some of his songs, but it's fun. You can dance to it. Todd gets to play foamy it's the Todd we've come to know him up for the last few years with the Buffalo Grass and then the Arena Tour. And I don't think he'll go out and just tour this and play 10 songs and call it a day. I mean, he'll mix a few of the better songs in with the um some others oldies probably if he does a tour to to support this album. And there's some parts, you know, where Todd does some little Philly soul sound and stuff, a little woohoo that I think people are going to really like. Sweet Home Chicago. It does sound a lot like Robert Johnson's, and it's very bluesy, but it is awesome. That's just a great song. If you like music, you like that song. If you haven't heard it, check it out. Sweet Home Chicago. Listen to it on YouTube, Todd's version, or go listen to Robert Johnson's or many of the other people that have covered it. It's good stuff.
1: I I have a question for you, Doug. Please. Okay. Um, Sometimes I... I'm not real hip to all the jargon, but I would like to ask what dust my broom means. Is it dirty?
6: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I'm serious. I think it maybe it is, isn't it?
2: I don't know. I believe I'll dust my broom. Um, I'm
1: going to get up first thing in the morning, and I believe I'll dust my I think it might be. Yes,
2: it very well could be construed that way.
1: Could well, be. I mean, Mr. Johnson was a lady of mine, so...
2: Robert Johnson was no doubt a ladies' man, or at least wanted to be, and he was, uh, yeah. So uh, most of his songs are. There's some about going in the kitchen, and they a lot of them have sexual references, kind of like the Sales Brothers. <laughs> 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 All their songs seem to be that way.
0: Yeah, so, they
1: were.
2: Yeah. They were. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah. Does anybody up. know in the
1: chat room? Is is it? Does it? Does Does my broom mean what I think it means? So nobody's talking about it yet.
2: but mm, Can't believe we're going down that road.
1: Well, you know, we're not FCC regulated. And I'm being kind of vague, too.
2: I got you. It's, it's similar, what you're probably asking about, similar to what people might think Todd Ruggins Johnson is, even though it's the name of an album and not a body part.
1: <laughs> As I said, it's about the music. Yes. Yeah. It's about
2: the music. We don't really know if he's going to name it that. Unfortunately, I don't know. I didn't. I don't think anybody asked him. I, I, I should have asked him. I, I didn't even think about it. You know, are you serious with that name? I just assume he is.
1: Well, he told a reporter that well before our shows.
2: So. Yeah, but he could have been joking. But now that he's said that um, at the shows and stuff, you got to think he's going that route.
1: Yeah. Yep. All right. I don't so- know. I I'll tell you what. I am. I've never called myself. A lover of the blues. I like rhythm and blues, but I've never said that I liked blues, per se. And I went into this with a little trepidation. I was like, oh, well, if I can just make it through the next 45 minutes or so, then we can get on to the real business. And, I mean, two songs into the set. I was sitting next to Jill Mingo, and she leans over and she goes, you are really liking this. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, dog. I mean, I was, I was up on my feet. I was really, really, really won over by it. So... That's my opinion.
2: Well, Joe has sent you a link on the chat room for Dust My Broom on Wikipedia, so check it out. And, you know, you also told me while we were in California that you weren't digging the Hot Tamale is a Red Hot song.
1: No, I'm still But then not. as
2: the week went on,
1: your yeah. opinion changed a little bit. Yeah, a little bit, but it's still probably my least favorite out of the bunch.
2: I'm going to make a prediction that it will end up being the most fun song on the next tour that Todd does that is not a album tour.
1: I have to agree. I think that's his new uh, bang on the drum.
2: Hot Tamale's All Red Hot. It's just fun. It's easy
1: and it's consistent.
2: It's going to be popular. But that's my broom. I mean, Todd Boyle well on that guitar, just getting into it. And of course, that version I just played was from the first night, which the band
7: you know, admittedly
2: was very rough, you know. They hadn't had much time to practice it with Todd and uh they had to stop a few times and, you know, start over, that kind of stuff. It was pretty amusing. If you have if you know that Todd sometimes that happens. If not, you're probably like, what in the world? But it was um it was a fun opener and they didn't stop that one. They went all the way through. And I, I can imagine that the album's gonna be um really, you know, different than even what we saw what we heard live. And I don't think anybody played with Todd on. I'm pretty confident it's Todd by himself, just like Arena. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't see how it couldn't be because Prairie and Jesse and Chasm were learning the music, you know, in San Francisco. So who else would he have had to do those, you know, parts?
1: Right. I still I loved it though being played by a band. Some of those bass lines just just knocked me out.
2: Yeah, it's going to be fun. Some of the songs are going to be fun Mhm. No doubt about it. But I know a lot of people are asking, us, you know, are they going to tour with the? I have, we don't have any idea. Nobody, I didn't ask him, and I don't know what the deal is with his plans
1: on tour and other than going to Europe. Yeah, and when we do know, you'll hear it on Rundgren Radio. There you go. Well, let's get into
2: the controversy about a minute, but let's do announcements right quick. And first, if you want to call in nine six four six seven one six nine two six two night, and you have to press what is 1, it? one. And, and it gives us a signal that you want to talk, otherwise we know you're just listening. We have a couple 530 listeners, which are probably the Minnicks, who actually had snow in Sacramento, which floors me, and we got lucky.
1: I know. We we really did. I think uh, they haven't had snow in years, and they had just they just got dumped on. Yep. So it makes me cold to look at the pictures. I'm yeah, I mean, them. it was
2: great weather over there when they were there. We'll get into that later, of course. All right, so, Cruz, give me some announcements, because... I may be hogging a lot of time tonight with my your opinion. Very passionate. <laughs> no, some of it's opinion, but a lot of it is reality check. Okay,
1: all right. Well, let's see. I know that I want to mention Happy birthday to Mr. Chasm Sultan. His birthday today. Is... Um, by the looks of things, I think he's about thirty-four. <laughs> um, but he is. He's got a couple of tour dates coming up, solo shows. Uh, one is on the 10th this week at the okay. Hard Rock Cafe in Atlanta, and it's only five bucks to see the man.
7: Five wow. bucks.
1: You can't beat that with a stick. That's it's cheap. a charity event that will benefit the Imagine There's No Hunger concert series. So stop starvation and go see Kasim Sultan. Yeah. It's I bet a- there's going to be some kind of
2: auction and stuff, you
1: know. Oh, I don't so know. Hey,
2: um, Mention that it's his birthday again.
1: I wanted to say happy birthday to Kazim Sultan. we
2: got to use those every now and then, you know?
1: Okay, okay. All right. Uh, for ticket information for the Hard Rock Atlanta show, go to TicketAlternative.com. And then 10 days from then, on the 20th, he's going to be in Philadelphia at the M Room for ten bucks, still a deal at TicketWeb. He put on a great show in Los Angeles last week on Thursday night, and uh, just it just if you miss this show, ooh, you're bad. You're a bad person if you miss these shows.
2: <laughs> it was a decent crowd for that at Molly Malone's for a forty-five minute set.
1: Yeah, it was fun. It was it fun. was a good
2: That's time. Tough. Chasm was very talkative, and I got you know. Got to sit in the back and sell merch, but, you know, I got to had a good view. And got to hear the sound fine.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see, moving on. Billy James' book coming out real soon. If you want information, you can find it at, well, it's a telephone number, 479-795-4209. This is for the A Dream Goes On Forever Volume 2 book. And it's, huh. It should be really, really good. Didn't yeah, I'm going to apologize to our listeners and other people who might listen
2: later. Billy sent me the cover and a promo sheet on it, and he sent it in PDF, so I wasn't able to post it, but I have it in JPEG now. I'll put it on Facebook and anywhere else I can think of, you know, TRC, et cetera, to share that with everybody. It looks really good. It's got Utopia on it.
1: And, um this one's representing the years that uh, from when Chasm joined, correct? 78 to 88. 78 to 88. As a matter
2: of fact, the forward on it is Chasm, from Chasm. Last time it was from Roger. Okay. Does that so, mean yeah. we're going to have, like, three more books? <laughs> sure. Yeah. You can bet your bottom dollar. That's... Billy can do all right on this one. And, and, you know, we always mention it. We'll mention it again. Billy knows there were some issues with the last book, and trust me, I've talked to him a bunch about this book, and they have done everything they can to correct any problems that they had with the last book. So hopefully it will be as stellar as expected, and I think people are going to like this one uh, as far as the, the quality all around.
1: Right, right. Did he tell you exactly when the date is that that's going to be coming out? It's supposed to be
2: December 10th, which will be this week, but um, he just he emailed me a couple of days ago and asked me my address to send me a copy, so it must be ready and about to you know, be ready to buy.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's great news. Mm-hmm.
0: Fabulous.
2: I talked to Paul Myers as well in San Francisco. I had the privilege of meeting him, and his book is, you know, he's wrapping it up. So it'll be out. I don't think it'll be out for the holidays, but. It'll be out next year, and so Billy Jay's book will be out in time for, you know, gifts for people, if you're Todd fan buddies, or people who need to be educated about utopia. I
1: like think I need, to, <laughs> I need to tell my friends to buy me the book.
2: Yeah. And then, so you have some people in the chat room talking about the errors and poor editing, all that stuff, believe me, they went overboard this time, probably too much to make sure that didn't happen, so... Don't give up on Billy James in this book, and the main thing is really even even with the mistakes last time and we said this when we had him on the show I mean at least somebody put the effort out there to do this book or to do a book about Todd because nobody else is doing it and I can I'm pretty confident Billy's not making any money on it, not a lot anyway so it's you know it's a thing from the heart and it's a, it's interesting, especially for people that weren't around back in the day like myself. I'm really looking forward to finding out about seventy eight and eighty eight so I'm down with this book. And speaking of books, Jay Bloom Rosen.
1: Yes, photo books from the California shows as as well as the previous shows. I think you can still order those. Yes. And the location to order those is blurb.com slash Todd Rundgren. Todd who? <laughs> anyway, yes, Jay was present at all the shows. He was taking pictures. Uh, left and right, I think he told me he takes about six hundred photos per show. That's a lot wow. of pay. Yeah, it's a lot of editing that he has to do every night to get those books ready to go <laughs> for the next day. But well, he gets it done and he gets it done with a smile on his face. So Well he had the time of his out. life,
2: you know. Jay was he's said it many times, you know, it was like a dream come true for him to be able to do that and he was all over the place. I mean, just to get to be able to move around and watch all those Todd shows is you know, almost good enough. I'm sure you'd like to sell some books too. <laughs> of
1: course. Of course. Yeah. So we've got a Christmas um, present. Oh, we're talking about art. I've got, I've got an announcement about Prairie Prince. All right. If you happen to be in the San Francisco area on the 19th, which is, golly, that's a week from Friday or Saturday, December 19th, Prairie's artwork is going to be in an art show that is dedicated to guardian angels. So it should be quite beautiful. It's from 7 to 10 p.m. at the Stained Glass Studio and Gallery, which is on Helena Street in San Francisco. So check it out. It's probably listed on Prairie's website, which is, is that prairieprints.com? Yes. I think so. Go support the dude. Go see his art. If
2: you're in the area,
1: please do. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, we got Chris,
2: be there. Yeah, Corky's brother Chris is saying that the Bloom Rosen books are very good. So he's got uh, print qualities right up there. So there you go. Yeah. Going back to that, just want to make sure that uh, somebody had asked in the chat room. So there's your answer. And speaking of photos, we got one more to discuss, and yeah. that is, yeah, the California poster.
1: Yes. I hope everybody out there has gotten a chance to see what one of them looks like. They're pretty yep. hot looking, don't you think?
2: Yep. Real photo of Todd with shaving cream on his face, similar to the album picture, or the promotional picture with the four eyes. Of course, we didn't do four eyes this time. But the posters are available at groupiegear.com, And there's a special going on right now. If you buy the Watts Akron poster, which was actually art by a... Award-winning concert graphic artist name or excuse me artist not graphic um, Jefferson, Jefferson Jefferson Wood concert yep Jefferson Wood. Um, if you buy that
1: poster, you get a free
2: Rungren Radio birthday bash t-shirt.
1: Okay, but then you can also buy the A Watts California. You, sure can.
2: you can buy both and get the shirt shoved in there in one thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: There was a funny funny photo you posted, Doug, on Facebook of. How to Go About Getting Free Tickets to a Todd Rundgren Gig. And I don't know if everybody (laughs) listening is on Facebook, but it was hysterical. We tucked one of the the California posters in bed under the covers with the head (laughs) up on the pillow. And uh, one of our great listeners, Pippi, uh, snuggled up to it and was uh, taking a little snooze with Mr. Rundgren. It was so funny. Oh. Very
2: funny picture. But the poster's very cool. It's 12 by 18, so it's a nice smaller size than the big one we did for Akron Watts. So you have a choice of both. You can do the 18 by 24 or the 18 by 12. com. There's our commercial on
1: NOS. hmm And, oh, very important here. We
7: uh-huh. must
1: announce that Todd is not done. He is not at all done with Watts. He is headed over to Europe in February to London and Amsterdam, February 6th and 8th. So those lucky people are going to get to check it out for themselves. There you go. Yeah. And I guess there could end up being some other gigs between now and then, but uh, that's all we know of at this point.
2: Yep. Hey, let me go off subject just for a minute, because okay. actually a lot of the stuff that we have and photos that we have, especially from the tour... Or on Facebook, and a couple people have commented they don't want people from high school to find them. Use a alias name, it's not hard to do, and then people will figure out who you are because you will put your photo on there. And then you don't have to deal with your high school friends or ex girlfriends or whatever it is you don't want to deal with, or the police, or the FBI, or the IRS. It's <laughs> all good. Just get on there and say, You're Francis Thule.
1: Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> Clever. Yep. I think that name's already been taken.
2: Yes. But well, Facebook is all, very
1: productive. I love Facebook. It's fun. It's Everybody's real positive, and, uh, you know, nobody really gets negative on there. It's yeah, clear. it's a
2: really nice, positive experience, and there's a lot of Todd fans on there, and a lot of Todd, I don't know what I would call them, uh, supporting cast band members. Ralph Shuckett's on there. Greg Hawks is on there. Chasm Sultan's on there. Um, Kevin Elman. These are them. These are not aliases. Of course, Todd's got a site, and it's not him, but um, it's his management was a PR company. Now was going back to his management, but um, a lot of musicians are on there, and it's a lot of a lot of fun. You can communicate with them if you want. So I was trying to talk Sarah Lee into it. She called, you know me after the show. She had a really good time, by the way. And um, I said, come on, sell some of those CDs you got sitting in your garage.
1: Uh, has she joined yet? Nope.
2: Uh-oh. Not them, Warrab. I'll call her.
1: Tsk, Tsk. No, it's really cool. Um, people can upload their photos from the concerts or the parties, and immediately everyone that's friends with them can see the pictures. It's really its a blast. It's a blast and a half. That's why I, I don't really take pictures anymore, because I can look at everyone else's. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. Yeah, Chris makes another point. He apparently is anti-Facebook. Employers will check it out. That's, again... They're not going to find you if it's not your name. <laughs> so, yes, it's you do not want to do things on Facebook that could keep you from getting employed by somebody. So, anyway. All right.
1: I have a fake Enough name. Enough of that. You
2: don't want to join, don't join. But there's hundreds and thousands of people that have, and they're doing just fine.
1: There you go. Yep. Okay, so are we going to talk about the controversy? Sure. All right. Let's get
2: into it. Which one are we going to start with?
1: What uh, About the Robert Johnson stuff. What do you mean? Wait, wait. <laughs> well, you got
2: Robert Johnson. You got how good or bad OWATS was in California. Oh, you select. We'll start with RJ since it was the opening set. By the way, don't forget to call in if you want. Otherwise, you're going to have to hear us blab because we're going to be on a roll for a while. And then we'll have a guest caller later on, someone who is a member of the AWATS band and we'll discuss their experience with AWOTS, California. So the Robert Johnson deal, there's a lot of people upset. Uh, A few of them are from the uh, London area. that are going to that show because they wanted Newtopia, Notopia, as Todd called it. And it's probably not going to happen. I mean, my guess is they will continue to do the Robert Johnson set. It's pretty, you know, it would be hard not to expect that. And, of course, It'll be the third leg of the One's tour. Todd could end up doing something totally different. He could Indeed. do a NAS set for all we know. Yep. And, you know. But just like I've stated publicly many times, it's about A Wizard a True Star. And it hasn't even been uh, going on now for three months. Started right. September the 6th.
1: Eleven shows. That's all there's been.
2: Eleven shows. And but prior to that, there was a rumor that circulated for you know a year or two that Todd might do it, and people were going crazy. So then it finally happens, and people go crazy. And then the show happens, and people go crazy. The show does very well; people loved it. The reviews have been tremendous. And here we are, three months later, and people are talking about not going to see the A shows. Are being disappointed in them because of the opening set.
1: It's <laughs> I just like don't you get t- it. Man. How <laughs> many so how many concerts have you been to? Like when you, I know you like Rush. How many shows have you been to of theirs where there was an opening act that you didn't give a flip about or you hated?
2: Every time I go to a concert, opening act, I really I pay a little little attention, maybe.
1: If
0: you can Is hear the talking, you?
1: if you can
2: overhear people talking, you can hear an opening set. No, absolutely not. And Paul Freeman I actually liked when he was touring with Todd doing some of those shows. So it all just depends on one's perspective, but um it's it's kind of the the biggest problem I have with this is, is the law, losing focus on what the big picture is. You have guaranteed Todd doing what most people consider his best album if they're in the hardcore fan base. Every poll we've done, you know, most people we talk to That's the album they wanted. And I got numerous emails about how this album changed people's lives. It made them become musicians. So Todd brings it to life. and Not only does he do that, he brings it to life in this crazy, fun, costume-changing, great band show. And we're worried about ten songs that start for 45 minutes to start the show. I just don't understand
1: and it's, and it's Todd. They're getting to see Todd.
2: Right. Now, granted, i appreciate if you would rather see Utopia. I mean, who wouldn't, really? Maybe some people. I don't know. But it, if it's not going to happen, so what? It's still AWATs. That's why you're there. That's what the ticket says. That's what the promotion says. That was the whole idea all along. Now, some people may want Utopia, and if they did Utopia, you're going to have one group that's going to want raw and then you're going to have one group that's going to want swing to the right and then one group that wants oops i mean it there's no way he can please everybody so you either adapt to what he's doing and go to the show and just have a good time and try to like it as much as you can and get used to it or you're going to be disappointed every time this you're, you're no different than the people that go and want to see hello it's me we got to get you, woman, and bang on the drum. You're no different if you're crying about this set list. Because it's Todd doing what he's been doing for 40 years, playing whatever the hell he wants. The difference is, though, there is a difference, is you're guaranteed to hear your favorite album in that set, in that show, not that set. Guaranteed from start to finish. Not only that, you get to hear it with an all-star band that... People who have great history with Todd and from different eras with Todd, it's just blowing my mind that people are making a big fuss. These are people who haven't even seen it yet, and they're complaining because it's supposedly the blues.
1: Well, like I said, when I sat down that night in San Francisco, I was like, oh, just help me get through the next half hour or so. And I was very pleasantly surprised. Yes, it's fun. I mean, it's very fun. It is, and you're getting to watch Todd. It's not like you're having to watch somebody else that you've never heard of.
2: Right. It could be a lot worse. Yeah. Yep. And it's Todd's new stuff, because what was funny, too, is right after the show got popular, a couple of people went on and said, oh, I'd rather see Todd do new stuff. Well, there it is. You got new and you got old. (laughs) And they're still complaining. So lesson of the day, and we all know this, and we've known this for years, some of us longer than others, he's going to do what he wants. And it doesn't matter what it is, there will be complainers. So do yourself a favor. Don't complain. Just try to like it. Give it a try, and you may be surprised at how it goes.
1: Right. Have a little cheese with that wine yeah
2: exactly. I cannot believe it. The focus is lost three months later. A watch isn't good enough anymore. A Watch live with a seven piece band, a space suit, full guitar Michelle rungren it's
1: tuxedos on the tuxedos on the guys is worth half the price of admission for some of these ladies
2: exactly
1: yeah, yeah it's fabulous,
2: yeah. And for us guys, you know, where else are you gonna to get to see Michelle in a torn up T
1: shirt? <laughs> that was just one show. Well still. She <laughs> should be at all the shows. <laughs> Maybe she will. Maybe she'll make up for those. She'll tell
2: you, uh, the T shirt's gone now she threw it out to the crowd.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I wonder who caught the T shirt the other night. I don't know. Huh. I do
2: know. Well, I don't know. Somebody next to me actually I almost got it. But you know, another thing about it is that's being left out of the discussion is the camaraderie of the fans when you get there and you know that everybody else there understands and appreciates Watts and Todd Rundgren. There's not many places you can go and get that. And it's one of those things like Todd Stock, where you're around people that you don't have to tell them who Todd is or what he did or anything. They know, and they appreciate what's going on. It's the same thing. You're going to tell me that you're not going to show up today if you have a ticket you go to that london show or amsterdam show that you're not going to have a good time mingling and socializing with people of the same ilk
1: no i'm not going to tell you that i mean come on
2: but you're going to you're going to let the robert johnson 10 song setlist ruin your night when you got all that going
1: for you oh just 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 go to a pub and have a drink and then show up you know, at a different time Just don't yeah. even go Yeah,
2: just skip the first set if you don't want to see it <laughs> It's just sad
1: It's really sad Because,
6: it's,
1: you know it's a lot. Of, I mean, musicians love playing the blues And, oh, and Jesse is just on fire during that
6: Yeah, it I mean, picked He up really up.
1: looked like he was enjoying himself Like a little kid, just bouncing and stuff
6: yep.
1: Fabulous If I was Let me think about this if I, knew, you know, if I was entertaining the idea to travel, especially across the pond, knowing that I may or may not like the opening set would have no bearing upon whether or not I bought a ticket and, and went over there.
2: Absolutely not. You could have said, "I think Akron, same thing." I think if we had told people, "Look, it's going to be a watch. That's it. One hour show," we would have sold the same amount of tickets. And then Utopia came out Newtopia, Utopia, and then everybody expected it to stay the same. You know, I don't know why, because Todd never stays the same. No. I was surprised, actually, that the AWAT shows, that there weren't some changes in the costumes. There were a couple. He had a uh, white vest on the tux for a couple of the shows, which apparently was missing before. And then he had a new belt for the Zen Archer suit that EJ made for him that's absolutely gorgeous.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So, anyway, that's my vent for that, and yours as well. And we have showed you the differences in what Robert Johnson, just giving you a taste of it anyway. And you can go to YouTube. You can see pretty much every song they did. It's fun. Believe that. All right. So we I have a What's that? We do yeah, have callers. We do have callers.
0: Yeah.
2: And I will take them in just a moment. 305-847, and please hang tight. I do want to say this, though, because we've been on a rant, and I didn't want it to become too much of a rant. When we start talking about these shows that we did, we definitely want to make sure that we talk about the fans that traveled to be there and the fans that were local that were there and how much they appreciated and how important it was that they played a role in California Watts. And we're going to get into that discussion as well. There are just some people that completely want to be at all the shows, and they will do what it takes to get there, or at least a lot of the shows, and they don't complain, and they appreciate what's going on, and those are Todd's hardcore fan base, they're going to keep him going. Anybody else that's complaining and sitting around that hasn't seen these shows and wants to bitch about them, you're not doing him any favors. The people that were there, and the people that wanted to be there, and the people that have seen the shows earlier, and will see it in the future, those are the people that are going to keep Todd Runger playing, uh, otherwise he can't do it. And I don't mean to speak on his behalf or on the whole fandom or whatever, but that's just the bottom line, and I can tell you I know that, and Cruiser Mel can tell you the same thing, because we've been promoting these shows. We've promoted seven public shows now, and we've got a pretty good grasp on what the fan base is like and who's coming and who's not and all that good stuff. And just let me give you a shout-out right now if you were at these shows, I can guarantee you whether you've got to talk to us or whether we got to talk to you or whatever. Sometimes we got busy, having to do this, that, and other. We love you, and we appreciate you, and you make all the difference. The people in Akron, Ohio, to start, if it wasn't for the success of those gigs, there would not have been a West Coast version of this deal. Oh, indeed. Yep. And if the people hadn't committed – Early on to Akron, we may not have had Akron, which I think ultimately there would not be a U.K. and Amsterdam gig coming up. So Todd has some great fans, and I don't want to harp on the negative ones. There are some really wonderful people and bright people and hardcore fans that are supporting what Todd's doing, and it's a lot of fun being around him, and we're going to speak to one right now. i got a feeling at Area Code 305.
8: Hey, how are you guys doing? It's Eddie over here.
2: Eddie, man, what's up? Hey.
8: Hey, I cannot believe you're telling me that people were complaining about the opening set because I found it that we were really lucky to get to hear him do those songs before anyone else. And if you don't remember that, the entire place jumped to its feet at the end of Crossroads because it was such an incredible performance.
0: Uh-huh.
8: I, I can't. Well, I mean, I would pay just to see him do that. Believe me, that did you see the groove that, that Prairie was doing on the drums? I mean, that was not the Crossroads that the cream did. Completely different completely take on different. it, yep. And it was, I was completely in love with it. I couldn't believe how cool it was. So I don't, people. If you're saying maybe they're just reading about this and they're complaining, but I can't believe anybody that saw it would be complaining because it was amazing.
2: Well, the people that were there, I haven't heard. I mean, I'm, I've heard rumors that some people there, you know, were upset or walked out, but. I've never been to a Todd show where that hasn't happened because you're going to have some of those people that aren't paying attention that are walking in thinking he's going to sit at the piano, and I don't know how that happens, but every show that seems to happen. But the people mostly that are complaining are people that haven't even seen a watch yet, or they haven't seen the Robert Johnson set yet. Well, it was.
8: I thought it was great. I mean, it, you guys thought it was great, right? Oh, yeah. it, it, I mean, and if you didn't put the tag on it that it was blues, you'd be sitting there enjoying it if you didn't have to pigeonhole uh, what you thought you were listening to. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we,
2: now, early, you were listening to Todd Rundgren. is what we were listening to. Exactly. I mean, you're a musician, right?
8: Yeah. yeah that's right.
2: Don't well, tell me that that sounds, anything like Robert Johnson and the blues, that is rock and roll with a blues twist. Yeah, what are they
8: going to walk? Are they going to walk out of a Rolling Stones concert because they learned that that some, most of their songs were written by blues uh, legends? I mean, yeah, come on. Sure. Good, <laughs> point.
2: Good mean, point.
8: It's uh, a lot of fun too.
2: It's fun music, and I kind of, I kind of liked it because I hadn't seen Todd in a while since Arena, you know, coming out with foamy and you know, on a black shirt or whatever, and jamming and wailing on that guitar, you know, a little bit with Utopia. I guess I can't say that's completely true, but um, I, I really. Got into it. I think it's going to be fun when he goes out with it. You know, I don't think that's he can't make one show out of that. But a couple of those songs like Dust My Broom and Crossroads, and how in the world he can come up with a different version of Crossroads when you got all these ones that are out there that are so similar. Very impressive, and it's
8: still no. I cool. know. I, meant, I meant to ask him after the show who whose idea was... it must have been his, but to 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 take to make that take on it to, make, to go for that feel. I mean, as soon as it started, and I'm watching Prairie... You know that's a tough beat to play for your right hand, but not obviously not for Perry. And then he was on top of that. You know, it was on the right symbol, then he moved over to the hi hat. It was smoking. It was smoking. And and I, I could, when that song finished, I just leapt up because it was just an amazing experience that that they pulled that off. And it was like really on fire. I mean, I I wish everybody could have seen that. And I can't believe anybody. I mean, I I feel bad for people that you don't get to see that. You know, yep. so th- so they they should they should hope to see that, so I can't believe anybody that's complaining I'm with you, you know, they don't know they they're not really fans of Todd 'cause we're, we like to let Todd go where he likes to go, and we go with him, you know,
2: yeah, so well, I they uh, really weren't fans of Todd, some of these people have been around for a long time, it's just they haven't figured out that they have to adapt. I've been around you know hardcore. For just a couple of years. I've listened to Todd for over 30 years and I've loved his music for a long time. But, you know, A Wizard is new to me, you know, and, and perspective compared to most people listening to the show and most of the fans that I meet. And I have figured out in just a couple of years that he's not going to do anything that you tell him to do necessarily or change anything. And I've also figured out that every fan has a different perspective of what they want to hear. So your only choices really are to adapt and, you know, go into it with the right attitude and enjoy what you're going to hear. Or you can go in expecting something to be disappointed, you know, and the other choice, of course, is just not to go at all. So why not just go in and, and try to like it? And that's what Mel did. She knew she didn't like the blues. She goes to the show and turns out she likes it, which I would have bet money on that because Robert Johnson's got great stuff. In the music world, he's he's adored. And this Todd version of his stuff is just really rocking. I loved it.
8: Loved yeah, it. I would say the best thing is don't tell people that, don't don't let them think they're going to see a blues a set, and just let them know that it's Todd doing Robert Johnson material, and let let them take it from there. Because it was a lot of fun. Hey, and I want to thank you guys, a for putting on the show, and b for for uh, uh, helping me out while I, we, and, me and Fernando, flew out to L.A. Because we had a great time out there. As you notice, we 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 avoided getting thrown out after the uh, L.A. show.
1: <laughs>
0: <Yeah>.
8: <laughs> so we had oh, a great God, night.
1: Maybe- They should have thrown me out. I have very little Uh, recollection. Uh, You know,
8: you notice I didn't say nothing about Mel the after the show, right? (laughs) That's right. Everybody else that's going to call in, remember, zip the lip. (laughs) No comments on Mel. Mel was in the party mood that night.
2: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, the thing was, the Orpheum owner, great guy, Steve's his name. It was a great venue. We really liked it. They treated us right, and we had a great time. He comes up and gives me these poker chips. They say Orpheum on. He goes, these are for free drinks all night for you guys, and then yeah, it don't,
4: don't tell
6: us that. That was a
2: mistake right there. Yeah. So that, and that, not every venue even thinks about doing stuff like that, but they do. It's very nice of him. And he, he also um, gave us some other cool stuff. And we had he had a great poster outside the door, which some people have seen. Uh, pictures of it was really cool i took
8: a I took a photo of it it was it, it was uh what was it he was uh his back to you he was facing a mirror shaving was that the right author? It's
2: from the inside cover of the album or one of the right. something part of the album He had the green color and it was right. really great uh, uh Bob Andrews did it patrick's brother and they um you know printed that on their own. I have the file, so I'm thinking about printing if people want it, but I need to figure out if they changed it at all and if it's um what paper they used because it was really good paper too. We noticed, but um, I, you know, Eddie, it was great that you you and Fernando came. You know, Fernando Dreaming Stereo. Of course, you can see the uh, banner on TRC. But the you guys weren't the only musicians there. Law Workman was there. Mike Keneally was there.
8: So, Law uh, Workman's other guy from from Je- Jellyfish uh, was there. Roger, um, the name is escaping me. Both um, uh, they they were both in Jellyfish, correct? Uh, I, don't, they, I didn't
2: meet you, that person. Also, Blondie's drummer at one point was there. that was Burke? Clem Burke?
8: Yeah,
1: yeah. I he saw him. There. I
8: saw him outside of the show, along with Frankie from
2: from Blondie as well. Yeah, um, one of the uh, interesting things. There were
1: some, some luminaries there. Roy Firestone was there.
2: Yeah, they interviewed over five thousand athletes.
1: Guys
8: <laughs> I, I, I I was talking to Roy. And he said he was from Miami, and I'm talking to him because he said he's from Miami. I think i know know from Miami, and I'm so I'm looking at him. I'm going, well, you really look familiar. And he goes, <laughs> yeah. And then he explains who he is and what he does. I'm going, I'm such an idiot. <laughs> uh, he, he's yeah. He
2: was on TV all the time. He was famous for. Getting athletes to cry, and they had this mantra that you know I'm not going to let Roy make me cry, you know. <laughs> when all these people go to interview, he'd bust him up every time, and he's won a ton of awards. And, and the interesting thing about it was too was he was so into it. He said he's been a Todd fan for 30 years. He loved, oh, it. yeah, loved the show. So uh, we'll definitely be talking about that show, L.A. show. For me, I've seen nine of these. Was the best. I was going to say, the band was really together on that show. Yep. Now, of course, Akron, you'll never get that experience. It's different. You know, it's its uh, to be there for the first time. And now that was
8: ma- You had magic. You yeah, guys had true. some magic over there. But you want yeah. to talk
2: about sound quality, tightness of the band, the stage lights, everything. It was just phenomenal. It was a great show. Everybody stood up on the floor just like they did in Akron. I mean, a lot of similarities there.
8: And we only and, sat down for one slow song and we were back up again we said yeah. we stood up the entire show nice. i know that yeah and 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 we were in the front couple rows so everybody behind us had, better had stand up if they really would to watch and if but you, you you couldn't not stand up you we were me and fernando kept looking at each other like we are in todd Rundgren heaven right now because it was a <laughs> It looked great. We were in such a good spot. Thank you very much. And it sounded great. And he was playing great. Plus, he had—I guess—he had a night off, so his, his voice was rested. I'm watching Prairie, and I can tell when a drummer feels comfortable. You know, and with with uh, Wizard of True Star, that album, the drums uh, do a lot of different things, and they're not all straight-ahead stuff. You know, and and I'm watching him, and he is like right. He—I could tell he was comfortable with it now, And not. You know, uh, I, when they were first learning it, they were they were still getting comfortable with it. Now I felt like I was getting a really great show. And so we were, uh, you know, looking at each other going, this is unbelievable. You know, every, every, every few seconds it was like, this is so great.
2: Yeah, if you're a musician or not a musician, if you just sit there and watch Bobby Strickland the entire show and watch him do 16, I think it is, different instruments, you will be blown away.
8: And my favorite, the Barry Sax. da Da, 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 yeah.
2: da. Oh
8: my God! Oh, that was so cool. It was like you couldn't. And, and he was like holding it up. That Barry Sacks to me. You hear it on the album too. You know that yeah. part is there. You know, and that moves the song. Da 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 da. da, da you know, and and he was playing it so great. Plus, you know his solos that go. You know, I I remember listening to you guys interviewing him on an earlier show before he even started playing on the. Uh, before the whats even the first Akron show, and he had been been criticized for what uh, not playing soulfully enough, that guy was just incredibly soulful playing and just just completely amazing solos to, to boot, you know
2: yeah, so that's a good segue you brought up to these these music quote critics. And now it's gotten so bad, you know, they're blog writers, which means you, you have no qualifications, you're not accredited, you've never even been in journalism school, possibly. You just created a blog, or you get to be a blogger because you signed up for it because they wanted to free somebody for free, you know, these newspapers. And they don't have any idea what they're talking about. Anybody that says that Bobby Strickland isn't soulful is an, a complete idiot. And then one of these reviews for the Akron LA, I mean, the LA Watch show is insane. And we're going to break that down later. We're definitely going to get into that. We're going to look at the Sacramento Press, their review, which I thought actually was pretty good, and then we're going to look at the LA Examiner review because we definitely want to look at what some of it is opinion-based, but there's some facts in there and some comments that aren't accurate that we would like to clear up a little bit and kind of tell people about that that they don't really know, and I understand why they don't know because, you know, it's not really necessarily their business to do those kind of things. They're not... uh, behind the scenes and looking at this, that, and other. So we'll get into some of that and maybe do a little, if you will, education, for lack of a better term, on how the process works, which I think a lot of people kind of dig and get into. The
8: okay. only review I saw was, was it examiner.com
2: or something yeah, like that? Yeah, good. And she, Stick with that but that, that, was a,
8: that was a good review, right?
2: Absolutely, yeah. It was a great yeah. review. It was a good review. It I got that. started out here. talking
8: about Jay Bloom-Rosen or uh, you know, talking about the photo books, yeah. and yep. then it went down the show almost you know every day. Bit in the show okay. that you know to, to speak of, and uh, so that's all I've read so far. Now this is news to me. I'm going to be listening to the rest of the show, and obviously I download <laughs> every one of your. Yeah, uh,
2: Get into LA Times, lady. Yeah, that's and, cool, Yeah, right? I want
8: to. I want to hear what you had to say about that because. Uh, I ha- I'll, I'll have to, as I'm listening, I'll have to uh, look look for it on the Internet so I can read. If you're telling me Definitely. that they're they're completely misguided, I'd, I'd like to see. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. What's beautiful about it, too, is the comments after. We'll get into that in a minute. Let me take another call. Eddie, I appreciate you calling. I appreciate okay. you uh, way,
8: man. T- uh, you take care, Doug, and, and thanks again, Mel. It
2: yep. was good seeing you. It was yeah, great seeing you both. appreciate him being there, too. And I hope you got my Christmas card already. I did. I got it when I got home. Absolutely. Thanks. thanks, man. Okay. Peace out. All right, bye. All right, yeah,
8: I'll talk to you later. Bye.
2: Bye-bye. All right, uh, Eddie Zion, drummer with Fernando right now and was drummer with Hall and Oats and the recently released recordings. There are four songs that Mr. Zion is on as the drummer. How about uh-huh. that? Complete recordings of Hall and Oats. 847, is that Bricker?
7: No, it's Elaine. How you doing?
2: Hey, how are you?
7: Hey, Doug, <laughs> Mel, you guys are the bomb. You pulled off an amazing feat. And uh, let me tell you, uh, you're right, Todd fans are a unique breed. Uh, I've had the privilege to see five of the shows, and I'm going to London, and I'm going to now go oh, yeah. to Amsterdam. Um, and, and what you feel, I mean, it's, it's the whole experience. I've traveled to see the show. I'll travel always to see the show and to support Todd as an artist. Uh, the Robert Johnson said, being a Chicago girl, flipped me out. I was thrilled. And his take on the blues, Todd's own personal style, touching Robert Johnson, was way cool. People just didn't really get it at first, <laughs> especially in San Francisco. Now, you open in San Francisco with that, and people are like, what? Play some Todd. Hello, it's me. Like, you can always have the ones that say, hello, it's me. But it was brilliant. And, well, and, and I
1: have to wonder if people, I mean, I don't know if it was made real clear that that's his
7: next album. Uh, well, it was not made clear, but if that is, is so his next time, you've got to bring him here to Chicago <laughs> because we'll rip up the town with that. Um, yeah.
2: that that's it, definitely going to be his name. He's already turned it in. It should be out. I don't know how long that takes, but he's already well, turned
7: that in. Took well,
1: yeah.
2: you know, he, he
7: couldn't contribute to a greater, uh, greater man and contributor to music as we know it now. Mm-hmm. You know, Robert Johnson where it comes from. Now, which it's shows were you blues. attending
2: in California?
7: Um, I was at San Francisco and Sacramento, and I was at both in Chicago. Nice. Um, yeah, Chicago surprised me. You know, how it had played the Park West every year almost for New Year's for years and years, um, and the second night it it was, it wasn't as attended as I thought it would be.
2: Yeah.
7: Um, which is surprising.
2: It, it, we're going to talk a lot about the ticket sales and stuff tonight, too. And Chicago yeah. did not sell out the second night. And, yeah, uh, it's and that really surprised surprising. Yep.
0: But
7: you know why. I mean, U2 was in town as well. So yeah. it, you have to look at who else is playing, and that was a huge ticket. But, you know, the Todd Erwin fans, they are like no other. They'll follow him. They'll worship him. They love him. It's like a family. Well, that's and, interesting.
1: Uh, Lane, well, backing up said you, too, was in town that night.
7: Yes, uh, they were, uh, a whole weekend. Well, Doug and
1: his wife and I were discussing some things the other day, and with every question we were able to counter with another question, But um, because you can look at this in so many ways. But one of the things, one of the points that was brought up is that, let's take Los Angeles, for example, very, very large area, large yep. population, and they've got so much, you know, entertainment there. We, you know, I wonder if that really does hurt ticket sales or, or not. Will people still go see who they want wanted? Yeah.
7: You know, L.A. is a bigger musical capital than Chicago. I mean, Chicago's really got great blues clubs and such. But when a band like you two comes to town and sells out Soldier's Field for two days, it, you can't help but be eclipsed by it no matter what you do. You know, and, and because Todd's fans are loyal, it's a small gathering of people. You know, he's not playing the 20,000 venue seats. Uh, he's he's playing 2,000 seats, 3,000 seats, max. Yeah,
2: no, it's not even that big. That'd be nice. And really, you look at U2, they they didn't sell out Atlanta here, to my knowledge. I know they didn't. And it was, you know, they had seats that were, the really good seats were 250 plus 30-something dollar Ticketmaster. Yeah,
0: seat. yeah. And they were here. selling some
2: of them. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure the tour did fine. But that's another thing we quickly learned on this deal, is that there are certain parts of the country where Todd is clearly more popular, Chicago being one of them, than others. And that's yeah. true of you 2 and any other band. And uh, there, there's so much you can look at and break it down. and everybody. Wants and also,
7: to it's in. still about local press. So, you know, beefing it up before the show hits the (laughs) town, getting to the local radio stations, you know, that helps a lot. But um, I commend you guys for a phenomenal job and, uh, of course, Todd for being the brilliant artist that he is and the incredible, loving fans. Uh, You know, you don't see that very often for many artists. No. Uh, I know I see a lot of it in Chicago, he's like Buddy Guy, you know, everybody yeah. loves Buddy, yeah. and Buddy's coming out to play all of January at his club before he moves, um, and people love him, you know, it's family, uh, it's a rare thing to happen, and uh, you guys are, are amazing, and quite an accomplishment, you should be so proud, just well, so proud, you. and I say we nominate Todd for a Grammy this year, yeah, I'm with you, or next that. year, right, yeah, absolutely. Especially if he's putting out a new album, if he's doing a whole Robert Johnson thing, that's like the perfect mission. coming out. Edition. Chicago
2: will eat that up. I I saw Buddy Guy this year, by the great show. But uh, you know, you got to see only one of the four. You said you saw four or five shows.
7: I saw four shows live, and then I saw the Akron show online.
2: Okay, because you're the Park West in Sacramento. They had to do the um, little curtain that Todd comes out of on the side. Right. In San Francisco, you right. got it in the middle.
7: Right, it was great. I like that set up much better.
2: Yeah.
0: It just
7: balanced the stage a lot more. But it was the a bigger stage. stage. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway. Well, like just
7: be... thanks and peace, you guys. Be cool, be safe, and have a wonderful holiday season. Thank it was good you. good to thanks meet you in person. Hey, we'll see you again soon <laughs> on the Road to Utopia, guys.
2: Excellent. Thanks for coming to the shows, especially the hey. uh, couple in California. <laughs> we like that. Very yeah. nice.
1: Elaine's a sweetie.
2: Yes. Very nice and good points, et cetera. Well, you know, we've already been an hour. We hadn't even got into these reviews yet, and I'm dying to get into it. But let's take another call because we have one. We like talking to people.
1: Oh, we do. Okay.
2: Yeah. Why not? All right. Five one two. Bring it. Hey, it's me, guys.
3: <clears throat> what up, Pip? How are you? I can't chat, but um, I wanted to call in and just throw in my two cents.
1: Let's hear it. Oh, throw in a dime,
6: come
3: on. I loved, uh, hearing Elaine's voice already just put me in the mood of talking about what I want to talk about, which is the people, and since I missed the beginning of the show, maybe I'm just repeating whatever they already said, but I think it's really fun to be in the hotels, and when someone gets on the elevator with you, just looking at them, seeing if they're, you know, secret society or not, like, are these people here to see Todd? You know, that's really fun. And at a hotel like The Citizen, which was in Sacramento, and, and they had a big picture of um, Reagan there because he was governor of California, spent a lot of time there. It was a very she-she sort of uh, politician's hotel, but we sort of make, made it a rock and roll hotel,
2: and that was really fun. Especially during here in the happy hour wine deal they did for us. Yeah, we're not talking about that. <laughs> okay.
3: <laughs>
7: there are
2: pictures you you and I there? were hitting
7: that
3: Michelle girl up a little too hard, I think. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah. Anyway... It was fabulous. I have seen every single Runger Radio A I feel privileged. I've seen one in addition. I don't know who the promoters were from Minneapolis, but you know whatever. Um, it's a great You yeah. are a
1: very good supporter. Thank you, oh, you so saw much. Beth- you saw Bethesda too, right?
3: Yeah, I saw Bethesda, too. That's correct. Um, John and I were just laughing. We were driving in the car. We just took uh, Severn's girlfriend out for birthday dinner. It's important birthday today, Catherine's birthday and Severn's girlfriend's birthday. Um, anyway, it takes the heat off the day that John Lennon died, right? Yep.
0: All right. So...
3: Put the positive spin on it, but um, anyway, we were riding in the car, and he saw me listening to my cell phone. And then he goes, "What are you doing?" And then he figured it out. He's like, "Oh, you're listening to your radio." So but he's kind of like a football widow. That's what we decided. Because <laughs> who was that Eddie, the drummer that was speaking uh, before Elaine?
0: Yes. Uh-huh.
3: Uh huh. Yeah. The way he was almost calling plays, he was talking about the sax playing and uh, "Is It My Name." He was talking about that Barry Sax line. Yeah. I don't think it's soulful. I have to say, if I'm going to weigh in. And I'm a frustrated rock reviewer at heart. I'm not a, you know, no talent, no knowledge blogger, but um, I have to say that uh, I think it's not soulful. I think it's almost big band.
2: And that's, that's not, not denigrating that's not it. The discussion. The discussion is whether Bobby Strickland can play soulful or not.
3: Oh, I don't know if he can, but I, I haven't really. I don't think that that show, that that album is particularly soulful. Do you guys? No. Well,
1: I well, think. Oh, Medley. Medley is, sure. And he did
3: fine on that. Pod singing is really soulful, and, and I'm not saying this in a negative way at all. I'm just uh, I'm just considering the way that those instruments are used. I'm thinking of all the woodwinds and the and the special. What are they, sixteen in- instruments you're talking about? Right. It's really like um, it's really like big band to me, and I mean that in a really positive way. I'm not being uh, not, I'm just refining. It's just my opinion. Oh. I had a really good time. It's hard to come back home. yeah re-entry is
1: difficult but we all had to do it unfortunately and you guys just uh, I
3: saw such a a maturation in the way that y'all handled it Um, you know the way the build up to Akron and taking on something like that and and then the things that you've come to already know and anticipate it's just really fun to to watch it all come together every night it really is a traveling circus
1: And you might be talking about the fans there, actually. I'm talking about the
3: whole thing. I'm talking about how we all just, it's like, you know, when a bee does a dance and the other bees, you know, know what the other bee is saying and we all know what to expect and and everybody pretty much hangs together. I mean, you get five women in a small house and that's what we had going on, you know, we got along great and traveling in cars and everybody makes room for everybody else and you just don't really have to worry about yourself. You know that There's going to be somebody to eat with, there's going to be somebody to talk with, there's going to be somebody to dance with. By the way, Sacramento was probably my favorite show. I loved the L.A. show, but I sat with Rachel for that show, so I really didn't get to dance, and that was fine because the perspective was gorgeous, but I really liked dancing in Sacramento. Sacramento
1: was the one with the big, wide um, pit in front, right? Right,
3: exactly. I
1: loved that venue. I loved it. It was so charming. I did charming.
3: too. I, I really did. I liked the the lobby a lot. I liked the there's a down, secret downstairs bathroom. Um, gosh, yeah, that was a beautiful. The
1: they had the prettiest. Uh,
3: the Crest. This Crest
2: theater. All right. So speaking of, let's look at the review for this from the Sacramento Press, shall we? Sure. <laughs> okay. Okay. It was titled "Wizard Rundgren remains a truly weird star at Crest."
1: Yeah, he stayed up all night thinking of that one, I'm sure.
2: David Watts Barton. Now, Actually, I like this review. I think this guy at least understands and knows what a wizard is and, and what it's about, and he just gave his opinion, which he's entitled to do. But at least he's an informed writer, and he knows a lot about Todd, it seems like, or at least enough to write a respectable review that's not as asinine as the one from L.A. Times. So let's look at some highlights of this review. Number one, this starts off a sentence here, but his cult is devoted and passionate.
1: Yep, there's a fact. All
2: right.
0: (laughs) Yes.
1: We're not going to debate that.
2: (laughs) The six-piece band managed most of the tricky changes and bizarre shifts in tempo and tone. Okay Agreed
3: Do you want us to hold up scorecards Like the Russian judges Doug What you waiting for buddy
2: I want you to agree or disagree Ding 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 Score And I'm pointing out That this person is at least Talking about things That are real there You mean unlike cult- the other woman Who
3: or, or Yeah it was a right. woman Who didn't know who sang Does anybody love you You mean There is that a one?
2: cultish fan base He got that right The mm-hmm. band was very good She doesn't get into that And he mentions Why they're good Um this is one I didn't agree with him on. He said during the soul medley that Rundgren maintained an emotional distance that verged on cold at
1: points. Yeah, I don't know what that means.
2: No, because when he is
3: pointing during I'm so proud, he is obviously exactly. telling the audience that he is so proud of them being his audience. I mean, it's it's almost too bright to look at. You know, you can't stare at it. It's like watching somebody weld.
2: Yeah, so I'm kind of... Intense. I don't know where he got that from, but... Um, I don't agree with that. Maybe he has a little bit of
1: a man crush, and it makes him feel yeah, I was going to say, maybe Todd didn't make complete eye contact with that guy.
2: Or maybe some of the other parts other than I'm so proud, Todd would seem distant to him, whatever. But um, I, I, The reason I brought that point up is because I, I agree. I think everybody's starting to notice that when Todd does I'm so proud, that he seems to be very sincere, and it seems <laughs> to be about the fan base.
3: In Bethesda, when he sang You're Only One Fella's Girl, he sang it to his mother. And that was so touching. I don't know if you noticed that, but it was obvious. And I almost lost it. <clears throat> All right. he's going to shut up now. <laughs> A little too emotional.
2: A little too emotional. Putting the silverware
3: away and getting really emotional.
2: All right. Here's another one. It says that uh, this is the one that. We'll talk about this with the other shows, too. I mean, this has got more mixed reviews than anything about this show which takes the focus off the music but it is part of the show so they got to mention it but he says Rungren didn't help himself with the frequent costume changes that struck this viewer as something out of community theater gone wrong
6: <laughs>
2: <laughs> no offense to community theaters I'm sure Pippi but yeah, I think that part of that is this costume conversation not with everybody but with some of these reviewers is that they don't understand some of the history behind them. Right. It's because I've had right. so much research for the show. i got some of it figured out. I mean, obviously the Zen Archer outfit has something to do with the Midnight Special deal. They may not know about that story.
3: Well, well the woman picked on the orange suit. She said something about this hideous suit, right. like he bought it off that's the rack at right. TJ Maxx. It was
2: liars. It we recognize that.
3: Right. He's referencing other eras. It's That's the point.
2: Right. And so they don't get it, and that's my point, is that they just... They don't understand the suit, so they criticize what they don't understand. And it's, um, you know, some of the outfits are a little outrageous, but, you know, some of them have been criticized, you know, as if they're all just crap. And really, I mean, go try to buy a NASA spacesuit today and tell me how much luck you have. A full, real NASA space suit, space suit with helmet. Yeah, I mean, come yeah, it's, it's pretty heavy. The suit yeah. is. Yeah, it doesn't it's, look
1: like it, a children's Halloween costume picked up. oh no, it's
3: not a no. it's not an knockoff. My only complaint is I was going to tell Michelle this time she should stencil in Rundgren right above his uh, sternum because somebody pointed out that Buzz Aldrin and uh, oh, whoever the other Armstrong they have uh, Aldrin and Armstrong written right above their sternum. So Todd should have Rundgren on there.
2: Nice.
3: Um, yeah, I want my money back, man. Yeah, you should get
2: your money back for that. Should have ruined the whole show for you, Pip. Yeah, you've got a black tuxedo that fits. What's wrong with that? Nothing. Nothing. You know, you you got there's a you know, obviously there's been some trouble with the pants on Zen Archer, but that got fixed with EJ's new belt. And that suit is outrageous, but it it's it's on purpose. It's part of the joke or the running story, and how these people that goes over their head, I have no idea.
1: It's campy. There's a word in the yeah. theater that's campy, which means it's it's sort of like it's akin to corny. Yeah. It's, it's not, you don't fun. have around campy. That's not what I mean. Oh. It's, it's fun and it's loving. Yeah. Message <laughs> to reviewers get a sense of humor, please. All right.
2: <laughs> now, this guy does. He said, still, the costumes were part of the fun. So that's cool of Wizard, you know. So he, he, he did mention that it was fun. Then he says, uh, in in his closing parts Rundgren may remain mostly a cult star but to have maintained that cult status for three plus decades is quite an accomplishment I agree Wednesday night was a chance to celebrate not just an album but the career of a man who while perhaps not a wizard is certainly a talented musician I agree he got it I mean the guy got it he had some criticisms which are fair but he got it that's Sacramento that's the only review we had for Sacramento all right, I got a call from 262, so let me get that right quick. Oh, please. Okay. 262, you're with us.
4: Hey, Doug and Mel it's CLB. Hey, Hi.
2: what's
4: up? Hey, um, got Todd. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> I just wanted to thank you guys. Uh, that was the most wonderful experience and, and it, 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 you know, it evolved around, revolved around the whole Todd thing but, you know, Kirk got totally aired out, you know, driving down the Pacific Coast Highway there and, and doing the whole Hangtown Fries in San Francisco and oysters on the coast and um, we we owe you guys, we owe you guys
2: that was, that was royal that was royal. oh owe you guys for going, we really do appreciate it, especially traveling and your husband clearly had and I'm pissed off because I thought I had it made with the goatee and the uh, uh, full guitar pants, but his Tuxedo, man, <laughs> it just it made me look like chump change.
4: Well, and I, I'm hoping Michelle and Todd don't listen to the show or our guys, or at least not until after Christmas, because... Uh, Todd's getting uh, a special present for Christmas.
2: Ah. <laughs> it <laughs> rocked, it's actually
1: quite beautiful. It really was. It was yes. very well done. Did you guys do that? How'd you do that? No, that was off the rack. Off the rack.
0: Wow.
1: Oh, <laughs> <nice>. <laughs> Yeah, you're, you're so if anybody a great... wants one, let me
4: know. I'll go pick up a whole bunch of them over at Bjorn's in downtown Kenosha. But <laughs> um, I, I just I wanted to thank you guys so much. We had a fabulous time, it was so great. Um, you know, connecting with all these um, Facebook slash Akron slash people that you're like, "Oh yeah, I know you, but you, I never met you and then <laughs> to be able to you know actually shake somebody's hand or give them a hug or a kiss or whatever. Uh, the whole thing was very utopian,
3: if you Kathy, will. Kathy, talk about the foamy dress, talk about what Prairie
1: drew. So cool. Oh, I have
4: to I have to upload some photos. I'm gonna to have to put the dress on again and take a couple of pictures because um it What I, I like Kirby the peacock that night, but um I had the foamy dress on and I wanted Mot to do a um, a foamy guitar on the dress. It was foamy colored, and we could have done a big sketch, and my ass could have been the bottom end of the thing or whatever with the blood going on my butt. I don't know. But Mott did a beautiful drawing in the ladies' room, and she had a little trouble. She's like, going, oh, no, I don't know. That looks like a bass head. and and and. But it was gorgeous. And then later on um, I saw Prairie, and I was like, dude, draw <laughs> and he did a he did a fabulous thing on the other shoulder
3: uh, i was standing next to you when you asked him and just like i didn't want to you know hang on to your shoulder and watch every single thing i was like trying not to be obnoxious but it was so so exciting to watch him draw it you know it's like i was trying to like not look directly at it and not get in his grill but wow that was that was a moment you know
4: Yes, yes, I was I was like a living work of art that weekend, so um, I will True. have to upload those. I, I may eBay the dress. I don't know, you know. Oh,
3: <laughs> CLB, come on. <laughs> Am I going to get
4: a chance to wear it again?
3: Oh, you know what? I don't care. I have the dress from Akron, and I consider wearing it again. Yes, I believe there will be a moment where we'll all wear dresses that the band has drawn on, including dogs. <laughs> okay.
4: Well, and in the autograph dress, that was the last night at Venture. I got Ralph and uh, Prairie, who I hadn't gotten previously in Akron, and uh, and a bunch of friends who hadn't been in Akron and were there. And so the the, the Carrie's tie dye dress is pretty well filled in, but. Um, there's uh, well, wait, to do well, that. Doug,
3: like the direction Doug is going, do you remember, Doug, at Birmingham you were afraid to wear the green golf pants, and now you're wearing these, like, total psychedelic nearly transvestite pants? I love it. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening to you? I love it. Uh-huh. That's <laughs>
4: transformation. Yeah, yeah. All right, story. well, I just wanted to check in and, and, you know, just props all over the place, you guys. Um, It was fabulous. Oh, and the skin on the blister on the back of my heel came off today. (laughs) Oh, nice! The the towels and the ice. um, Yeah, (laughs) I I pretty much blew out my heel doing the towels and the ice, and we'll save that story for another time. But (laughs) love you guys. Healing
2: tour. Right. The healing
4: tour. I need a healing tour right. on my heel. On your Let's heels. do it. Let's do it. I love you guys. Um much success uh, in the future. You're you're doing a great job and keep it up.
2: Thanks, Kathy B. Thanks. Love you. you guys. Bye. C L B showing Ted. the love and uh saying beat, which means me. she's been to Chicago. I mean she's been to California obviously with that dude. Dude.
6: Dude, yeah, dude. she
1: spent a lot of time out there. They they drove down the yeah. Pacific Coast Highway, so they, they got to really, really make a trip out of it.
2: Yeah, I got on a um, shuttle bus to go to the rental car when we got
1: to, um,
2: where did we rent a car cruise? Burbank. And this guy, I mean, every other word was dude, dude. <laughs> and then dude did this and dude this, dude, dude, dude. And I was like, God, we're definitely in California. That and right on. Right on. That's right. You know what's cool, though, too, about these tribals being in um, Maryland, from Ohio to Maryland to California and other places, but in Minnesota, too, You some of the fans just can't, for whatever reason, travel as much as others, and you get an opportunity to meet some people that, you know, you might not otherwise meet, obviously, at some of the other gigs, like, you know, uh, Weevil, we got to meet in Minnesota, and Mike Adrian in Massachusetts, you know, those guys, they got other things going on, and they can't travel as much, and... It's cool to get to see them and meet them at these places. In California, there were some people there as well that, you know, we normally wouldn't get to see.
3: But the thing I love, Dougie, is how people have come up to me now more than once, and they'll they'll be like, uh, can you introduce me to, to Doug?
2: <laughs> they do that to me. Can I introduce you to Pippi? You're making that up.
3: No. <laughs> no, those are just law enforcement people. I'm talking about real people like that writer guy, Jason Jason Dean. Yeah. Um, he came up to me at Captain's solo show and said, can, can you introduce me to Doug? I'm going to start charging like a convenience fee.
2: Uh, well, he's got an objective. He's trying to write an article. Which Honey, is you've there. got uh, an objective.
3: Who doesn't have an objective? Some of us, our objective is to rock.
2: <laughs> I want to rock. <laughs> I want to rock.
3: That's right. All right. All right, I'm leaving you guys. i got more housework to do. I've got to unpack still. Thank you, thank you, thank you for making my middle age so much better than junior high. Yeah. And I love you both And Mel, you got to get well quick Because the dance floor at Cedar Street is not going to wait
1: I know Well, you know, I may do okay out in California I just didn't get too jiggy with it, you know mm, uh, Yeah, okay, but if you and I are going out i had to dance with my upper half And leave my lower half still Okay. Just
3: do the white man's overbite, too, like bite your lower lip to add some panache to it.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah.
3: Uh, Lois told me to tell everyone, unless she's in chat, which I can't see, that she has a chorale performance of her daughters tonight. I do not believe anybody's going to be wearing a fat suit or a chef hat there, but she will bear up anyway. And uh, did anybody talk about what Todd called her at the final show there in Ventura? No,
2: we haven't gone down that road. Are we
3: not allowed to say that word? Say whatever you want. Uh, for those who weren't there and didn't witness it Todd directed the line are you only just a rock and roll pussy straight to Lois's face and oh, I oh, thought we were gonna oh, have that. To out. I thought I was going to have to get out the cardiac paddles and put them on <laughs> I didn't know he did that oh ho, ho, ho. ask moats ask sherry we were all standing there with our mouths hanging open it was um funny and intense and sweet and nice like the whole trip thank you again good night uh let's do it really soon
2: again please Let's rock Let's That's
3: right. We
0: love you. Good night. Good all right. night.
2: That's Pippi from your designated driver. Bye. Thanks for coming on for gigs. All right, so i got to say Mike B is from Massachusetts, Mike Aders from New York, which y'all are both at the Connecticut gigs. So Mike, not Mike Bender, the other Mike B. It's good to so meet we, him as well.
1: We met yeah. Mike A and Mike B. Yeah, same show. <laughs> you guys don't always get out to travel, you know. Well, speaking of, you know, hang on, Mike Birch, I just want to say, Thank you for the little video (laughs) thing that you put up. Uh, Well, actually, he and Pippi wrote a song about you and me. (laughs) (laughs) And it was really cute. It was very funny, talking about the chatters and pouring themselves a drink and getting together Tuesday night and announcements first and all that. It's really great. So thank you so much if you're out there listening.
2: Yep. Cool song about Rundin Radio. Uh, I definitely want to get into that soon if we have time, but our caller was supposed to call in a little while ago. hasn't yet, so I'm glad I didn't say who it was going to be in case they don't show up, but um, let's get into this L.A. Times right quick because I definitely want to get into this because this is going to be educational and fun, I think, and you're welcome to call in on this as well. <laughs> okay. So I'm sorry if we were boring you with all this craziness, but um, we got to get it out of our system, and tonight is the night. All right, so this L.A. Times review is from a blog writer named Margaret Wappler. Mm Mm-hmm. So she says, her first sentence starts out, If soul, prog glam, maestro Todd Rundgren would play his cards right, he could be enjoying a revival. Okay. (laughs) What does she mean by play his cards right? Uh, I want to know what she meant by a revival. what kind of advice can this girl give him that could enjoy a revival for Todd Runga's career? That's what I want to know. Thanks, but no thanks for your opinion there, honey. All right. <laughs> then she says that the show could not have swayed any potential converts in the house, which was maybe two-thirds full. Okay. The point of A Wizard of True Star, and the reason it's promoted as an album show, is for people that enjoyed the album. It wasn't supposed to convert people. And if it did, great. And there may have been some people there that were, and there may be some that weren't, but it's not the point. This is not a concert where Todd's playing all his songs and he's supposed to be converting new fans. It's A Wizard of True Star. It's an album people grew up with from the 70s that they love if they're Todd fans.
0: Oh. Oh, I know. Yeah. Then okay.
2: she gets into saying that the four piece band rung nothing new out of the blues rags, these blues rags that they played.
1: Well that then is total, she, huh? She obviously knew about as much uh, about Robert Johnson's music as I did.
6: Yes. Because I don't
1: know if those songs sound anything like or unlike the original version. Of course, they sound differently. They're with electric guitar, but a, that's a stupid thing for her to say.
2: They're way different unless she knows what she's talking about. She does not. They are right, different. it's her
1: job to go do the research. Right. She's she
2: is full of mm-hmm. shit. Not only that, she embarrasses herself even further by saying that Bob Dylan has done Robert Johnson songs, which is not correct. Oh, Bob God. Dylan doesn't have a blues CD of Robert Johnson songs, nor does he play it in concert. At least that's what I've been told by a Dylan expert. I think she So where be. she comes up with that, I have no
1: idea. She, don't reporters, don't don't they go to, isn't there some place they can go that, to check their facts? Well, you know?
2: yes, but keep in mind, and no offense to these people because we do it too, she's a blogger. It's two different things. The Internet has changed reviews. This did not make it in the newspaper. This is online.
7: Okay, then,
2: and this is funny, she's basically saying, why didn't he play some of his rarely heard gems in his back catalog. Why not air one of those as he has at other recent dates?
1: Maybe she means I saw the light or Black Mariah. Black and White. <laughs> it's not, I mean, you could consider that recent. Uh,
2: the recent tour was Arena. But, yeah, he had I saw the light. That was it. Right. I don't think that's what she's talking about. Well, I think she doesn't you, know what she's
1: talking about. Well, if she's talking about "Hello, it's me," the only time he's played that recently was she wasn't about there. eleven months ago yeah. in Philadelphia.
2: Yeah. Okay, then I here's know another what... one where she doesn't get it. She says he's our hero. I don't know where she gets that from because she's clearly not his. Gamely staggered out in a spacesuit.
1: <laughs> okay. It sound like he was drunk.
2: Right. What do you? What do people do in spacesuits? They are. You kind of float. Right. Typically without gravity. He is trying to portray that woman. What part of that do you not understand? Then she claims the crowd consists of prog nerds.
1: Thank you very much.
2: Nice. Then she says his soul medley suit is an awful pumpkin-colored suit. Again, she missed the point. It's from the Liars Tour. I'm with you. Then, I continue.
1: You just don't know what people will do next, Doug.
2: Yep. (laughs) You want the (laughs) obvious, you'll get it. It says, anticipated moments of true inspiration never seem to arrive. That has to be the most absolute, ridiculous, ignorant comment of that entire show. Because there were tons of that. There was tons of that going on in that show. And I can... Attest to that, because I am one of them. It was a very powerful, emotional show. It was the best one so far. No true inspiration, my ass. You are a liar. You are not paying attention, or you don't get it.
1: Here's Here's the inspiration, Doug. The big inspiration was, when we asked him to do this show, we didn't tell him anything about how to do this show. He could have come out in black jeans and a black shirt and played it straight. And instead, he sat back and thought about it and turned it into a real show that was a retrospective of his the the eras of his career and sent it flying all the way to space, literally with his spacesuit and the whole thing was an inspiration, so she's she's crazy.
2: Did we okay. meet her personally? No, she just got a free ride. Okay, so 717 will be with you soon. Um, uh, Then she says, the poor quality of the stage show was a big distraction. Are you kidding me? I mean, (laughs) that thing, they got white tuxedos on, they're on risers. They have a video screen. The lighting at the Orpheum was unique. They have this really cool kaleidoscope-type deals going on in the floor. How can that be a... How can that be poor quality? Are you kidding me? Then she says that, um, where was it? Uh, she called them conference room tablecloths that the platforms were on. They're called risers, honey, not circular platforms, and, and that's what people do with them. Even big business does it that way. Said that, uh video projection looked amateur. Dark really? Don't Giggle was amateur. Are you kidding me? The stuff with the uh... flamingo and all that—some of the stuff that the people that have been there and seen the shows absolutely love—and she wants Todd to play songs he's played in the past. She must not have been to a show because he hasn't done anything like that in years. Where you got a video projector
1: and all this other craziness going on? I don't know. I don't know what to think of this lady. <sighs> Maybe she me. was having free drinks that night too. What's that? Perhaps. <laughs> Maybe she was enjoying a little bit of the uh, free drink
2: another point she makes that she doesn't get tickets going for forty eight to seventy eight a pop the crowd deserved better lady. the tickets were a lot less than the original seven shows except for Minnesota, and it was in line with that one pretty much. People paid a hundred and twenty five a hundred and seventy five two hundred you know whatever for the first few shows. And they loved it, and the reviews were fantastic from the fans and that price why does she think that she gets to say what the crowd deserves at the price they paid when she went in for free?
1: well um, now there there is let me let me say this not that I like her review or anything, but I don't know how you can be truly objective if you don't know or if you know too much about an artist. Let me put it that way. If you had gone in as a reviewer, I doubt seriously that you would have picked up on, I don't know, a costume malfunction or something. You know, it's hard. It's very hard to be objective if you know too much about it to begin with. And this is just my opinion here. So maybe maybe we need to cut her a little slack.
2: Absolutely not. The Sacramento guy <laughs> knew the information, was informed, Still criticized parts of the show, but he knew what he was talking about. This lady mentions nothing about the music being fantastic and the band handling this album from start to finish spot on. She does not mention anything about the fact that the fans stood up on the floor for the entire show, which happens to be, by the way, only the fourth time it's happened in 11 shows or 10 shows, because I'm sure it was the next night, and that... Didn't talk to any fans about their reaction. People that actually liked this album knew what they were getting to when they got here. That's true. <clears throat> she should have spoken to some fans. She gets That's no slack. I mean, she's, she's an uninformed reporter going to a show. She's in over her head. You know, it'd be like it'd be like me going to see a band I know nothing about, see their album show, and just ripping it apart. When I haven't listened to it, don't know anything about it, don't understand the fan base, it just, you know... I mean, it'd be like asking you to go review a country show, and then expect your readers to believe what you're saying and to appreciate and respect your opinion. That's what this is like, in my opinion. So, well,
1: that's a good point.
2: Very good point. So let's get into what some of the comments were, and this is gonna—I'm gonna give one. Then we'll take this call. This—this um, this is a good example. Somebody came up with to compare what she was doing. <clears throat> And believe me, I'm not mad if people criticize the show. There's been plenty of that. It's just the fashion she did it and the fact that she was misinformed and shouldn't have been reviewing the show. Okay. One comment says, (coughs) excuse me. Okay. Why some print publications have the philosophy that art should always be reported upon by reporters who are unfamiliar with the works being covered is beyond me. That is exactly like sending someone unfamiliar with science to interview a famous scientist or sending someone who has no knowledge of history and politics to a discussion of current events. Touche, my friend. Yeah. Comments are much better. We're going to get into some more of those, too. 717, you're with us.
9: Hey. Hey. Um, I got roast beef in my mouth right now. Oh, dear. Yeah, well I yeah, I wasn't expecting. But anyway, I saw the North Bethesda show in Maryland. Sweet. It was the best concert I've ever seen. I mean I've you know, my friends growing up we were smoking pot, we were drinking, we listened to these albums like on end. And it was the best concert I've ever seen. And I've been looking I've been listening to the Awas album, but I'm also thinking the Todd album would be also be an, a great follow-up to this tour. Has anybody thought of this yet? I mean, those albums are so close as far as, you know, trippiness and the intri- intricacy, if you will. You know, I don't know.
1: Yeah, it does. And it it has been brought up. I've seen it suggested by several people.
9: Really? Oh, and you're
1: right. But, um once again, it gets into that whole question of, is Todd wanting to gain new listeners? Or does yeah. He, or does he want to please his, his diehard, you know, cult that we are? And we'd yeah. all love that.
9: I, I think he knows where his money is, though. I mean, how many new people have come along, but, but there's this group of us that just love what the hell he's done. Of course. And we loved. and I mean, I, seriously, that A Watch show, I sang along to every line. It was just I, I loved it. My bro, who is about seven years older than me, was like, Yeah, it was okay. It's like, What? <laughs> are you are you serious?
1: <laughs> Can I ask you what what's it what's your name? Scott. Scott, okay.
9: But you I enjoyed the show that you talk. I,
2: Hey, I'm back. I think that the show may have gone off for a minute. I'm not sure.
1: Uh, uh, my phone
2: died on me, so I hope not.
1: No, it. I think I think we still have sound. Anyway, Scott was was saying that he, he really dug the show. Uh, his brother was like, eh, so. <laughs> was your brother a Todd fan
2: going in? Was he what? Was he a Todd fan going into that show?
9: Yeah, but he's older than I am, and apparently he likes neat little songs. That you know, like are broken up and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I I, I thought he was <laughs> into it, but after it was over, it was like, "Wow, that was great." Eh, it was okay. What?
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, well, we
1: all know to, that that Todd is an acquired taste, particularly that this type of album with the A Watts. Yeah. But not that surprised, but I mean, at least your brother didn't go. You know what? I'm gonna go sit in the car. This is bad. Yeah. Uh-oh.
9: No, he he liked it, but 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 my point is, I I really think the Todd album that was, you know, right after, the A album would be a great follow-up. And what
2: would your brother say about that album? No,
9: oh, he would hate it. He wouldn't like it.
2: Exactly. We <laughs> <He'd be laughs> the same. People go to see the A show. I mean, it's kind of even among the Todd fans, there's not agreement on everything. But. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and that's the thing. I don't. I mean, he didn't like it. That's fine. I, don't, I think that's great if he if he does or doesn't. Whatever. This lady's approach the, uh, with the whole show and the fact that she just went went over her head and the way she explained the audience and, and didn't talk about the music much, she just talked about the costumes and stuff. It just was poor. It's poorly written. Yeah, she
9: had no, she had no idea the history of of right. anything, and uh, it's some t- in some cases that does matter. I think absolutely. And yeah. Uh, yeah, there's
2: another report LA examiner will talk about too where they had um this uh gal apparently really knew the album pretty well. So um, Yeah. Yeah. So do,
0: do, well I, I spent
9: over 200 bucks in Todd gear. <laughs> you
0: know, uh,
9: you know, I got the uh, the shirt, you know, the the Akron shirt and the A Watch shirt and the uh the hoodie. You know, I spent because I just want to show people that hey, this guy is is cool. He was cool back then, and he's still cool now.
2: I hear you. Promote, promote, promote. And we're cool that we like him. <laughs> we're cool fans. Yeah. Yep. All right, man. Well, thanks for calling in. We're glad you went to the Bethesda show and liked it. And we'll keep in mind the Todd album. You're not the only one. I can tell you, you don't stand alone on that one.
9: Yeah, just you know, plant a seed in the ear. If you ever you know get to talk to him, that. I, I'm sure there are a lot of people like me that would love to hear that, just like AWOTS was.
2: Sounds good, man. Thanks for the call. Yeah. All right. I, Peace. Thanks for listening.
1: I've got All a question. Right, so, a big, yeah. huh? Are you going for a caller, Doug? No. Okay. Doug, in general, and I always wondered this, who who reads the reviews of shows? I mean, I know <laughs>
6: you,
1: you and I went back and forth, people would would contact us and want to review the show and we knew that was just so they could get a free ticket and then write an article later which may or may not be a good article or or stupid article or whatever and we were like look reviews don't really help us as promoters but i want to know who reads reviews i i personally well that's just it is i personally read reviews for concerts that i go to but I don't read reviews for just any old band that was here at the House of Blues if I right. didn't go or if I wasn't interested. So I'm I'm almost wondering why there are reviews.
2: Oh, I do think some people take them into consideration, no doubt about it. You think it. it
1: really could could help or hurt or harm someone?
2: In Todd's case, absolutely not. I don't I don't buy into it, and I'm not that's why I'm not breaking this down because I'm all furious and think this is going to affect ticket sales or whatever. I just think it was poorly written from somebody who was really misinformed. And uh, so I wanted to talk about it, and I thought it would make for a decent show, and we could get some other people to call in and say the same thing. And another thing that I didn't, uh, I really wanted to get into, she mentioned that the place was uh, two-thirds, two-thirds full, I think she said. Um, I know that there were some people concerned about our ticket sales for California. And granted, it wasn't as good as Akron. And the smaller cities didn't do as well as the bigger cities, obviously. But as an FYI, the L.A. show had 24% more attendance than the last L.A. Todd show that was promoted by Live Nation and was at the beautiful new Nokia Theater. So, yes, doesn't suck? the big Orpheum was not full, but that doesn't mean it was an, uh a bad show with a poor turnout. It's not the case. There was a good turnout for a Todd audience, better than before, and the show was incredible. So that is another point that was made in these these comments. This wasn't part of the review, but somebody had mentioned that Todd should um, maybe promote the shows himself or hire somebody to do it and all this kind of stuff. Well, <laughs> Excuse me. Um, I think we did. <laughs> says he promoted his own concert, which maybe they think were him because of Rungan running radio, and they said if he had delegated the task of publicity and promotion, he would have probably filled the venue. Mm-hmm. That is so not accurate.
0: <laughs>
2: I mean, you know, it's just, it's the competitive nature in me. It shouldn't really matter, but I just want to explain to people, 24% increase from the previous L.A. show. This show was not a failure by any means. It wasn't as big as Akron, and no show ever will be, probably, unless we do another new album show. 2,500 people in Akron is not your standard size crew for a Todd show. As a matter of fact, this LA show uh, outdid several of the other AWOT shows and several of the previous Todd shows that we have records of, such as Blender Theater. About a year ago. Fillmore and Philadelphia, you know, major tide towns, this show did pretty good numbers-wise. So it just wasn't full because the venue was too large for a sellout. But it was a beautiful theater. I'd go there again in a heartbeat. The people were great. The lighting was great. The sound system was already there. We didn't have to bring anything in. The roadies loved it. Greg loved it. The board has been there for years. I mean, it was just perfect. No complaints, no regrets, L.A. Orpheum Theater rocks.
1: Oh, yeah. They were so nice. It was it was awesome.
2: Yep. Very San true. Francisco did very well compared to other shows in major areas. It did fine. Sacramento, not so much for Sacramento, though, for a city that size and for similar uh, venue size and places, As far as in cities that size, venue wise, not, but it's a big venue. It was too big for that city, but we loved it and we're glad we did it there. It just, you know, didn't look full because it wasn't. And, you know, I don't think we ever really thought it would be, but it was a good crowd for that city. Uh, sure, we wish we would have had more. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to try to BS you and tell you that we're just perfectly satisfied. I'm not ever going to be satisfied with a show until all of them are sold out. I know other Todd fans feel the same way. And we're not ever going to be satisfied with the way an album sells until it's number one on the charts. I mean, that's just the way it is. But it, L.A., these writers and these people to say that it's about this, that, and that, they just don't know what they're talking about. And, you know, they're not supposed to. It's not what they do for a living. But... um that's the story on that, if you were curious about the crowd participation.
1: Yeah, and <clears throat> I will say that all four crowds were really into it. Yes. so I think that's important to be mentioned, is that the crowds were not just sitting there going, oh, this is awful, I wish we had <laughs> come to a late dinner instead, you know, whatever. So that that has to be taken into consideration. Yeah, yeah, and we're a bunch of old people, you know. We're we're all forty plus.
2: Now, the Ventura, we don't have the final numbers on, but it did about what Ventura typically does, and it's a smaller town,
1: and And it was very different. It was what Uh, I call it a standing venue. Yeah, Yeah, it was a lot different than
2: the nice theaters we've done, and we knew that going in. We wanted to try something more arena, grungy like, you know, kind of place just to see what the crowd would be like. And I learned a lot from that experience because I really thought that all Todd fans preferred, you know, to stand up and get close to the stage and all that. And we found out that's not really the case. There was a contingent that did that, but then we put out little tables and chairs on two different levels that were, you know, like two or three feet above the stand-up part. So they weren't like balcony or whatever. And people sat down. I mean, a lot of people sat down in those chairs and, enjoyed the show there
1: i tell you the ones that were standing were just pressing against the stage i mean several i don't know 15 people deep all the way across something like
2: that yeah but it was nice you could walk around in there because it was a big venue and it wasn't you know sold out but it looked pretty good because people were sitting at tables it looks fairly full and it was um it was different i thought and i like being able to move around it reminded me of being at a regular Todd gig like at variety playhouse or work play or something um and i don't know i, I still think A awats probably is more of a pretty beautiful theater type show but it was nice to give it a try and i really liked the people there It was a nice venue it was fun
5: i mean Man, it was older it. you
2: know it wasn't exactly the the beautiful akron or orpheum but uh it was a nice experience Experience and a good experiment to try and see what people thought, and we learned a little bit from it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And Carson Van Austin was there. Austin,
1: Elliot Austin. Easton,
2: Elliot Easton was there. Cassandra Peterson, Elvira,
1: good oh, little
2: yeah. who's who there hanging out. Right, that was fun.
1: It was a blast. Oh, and Eric, Eric Gardner, Eric Gardner he was, at was the there. LA and Ventura shows. Yep, yep. Oh, so, And of course, Miss Lynn. We love Miss Lynn. Lynn
2: was there, sure,
1: absolutely. Appreciate her driving from
2: LA area. Mm-hmm. Um, that's another thing that's interesting too. Is you have these really, you can tell they just absolutely love Tide, but they won't drive an hour and a half to go see him in the city next to the one they just saw. Man, I don't know what that's about. I don't and There's either. a lot of people but that then just then don't want to see a show twice. Once. Then there's other not.
1: people that will fly across the water. Mm-hmm. To come see yeah, we had
2: Keiko from Japan there, of course. Mingo. Mingo okay. from Scotland. Scotland. I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, uh, it's just,
1: there's no formula here. We don't we don't really no. know what it's, it's a all strange about. Strange phenomenon.
2: All right, so let's look at some more of this review. These are the comments after the review. Um, somebody says your reviewer faulted Rungren for a lack of true inspiration, but what I heard was an audience cheering and whistling and stamping their feet for more. Here's another one. Mr. Rungren has seen his fan base shrink drastically over the years as he has stayed true to his eclectic and sometimes eccentric musical and philosophical vision. The show deserves a review written by journalists familiar with Rungren and Awats, not one written by a hack who is so obviously unfamiliar with the feature work that she could only focus on the durability of the sets and costumes. That's <laughs> it in a nutshell. That's what I'm talking about. Was and, that your uh, comment? Yeah, no. I'm uh, dogger about saying that Chasm was the uh singing, uh that Todd was singing does anybody love you. Uh-huh. I was like, "Okay, you weren't even paying attention if you thought Runger was up there for that song." All yeah. right, 916 will be with you in just a second. Um here's another one at 62. I'm not sure Todd is looking for resurgence in popularity. He pretty much does everything on his own terms and that's okay with me. I'm just grateful that he continues to tour. As long as he keeps playing, I'll be there. That's a Bruce, or no? It's Rickless. Somebody, rock on, awesome. dude. Perfect. Yep. Um, the overwhelming ecstasy being experienced by the attendees should have convinced the reporter to give the proceeding a much more positive spin. That's another one of my points. I mean, the fans were into it. That's the thing. That's what's important. And for her to say they didn't get their money's worth or deserve better, who was she paying attention to? Wasn't me. Uh, Okay, and i got a couple more, but I'm going to read one more and then take this call. This is my favorite. This no, I already read that one to you, so never mind. This is the one about the science, you know, getting somebody unfamiliar with science to interview a science, famous scientist.
0: Yeah. Or do a story, really not interview. Interview's
2: different. I'm doing a, uh, an article on science if you don't know anything about it because, uh, you know, it's okay to ask questions if you're not real familiar with something. That's the point, isn't it? All right, 916, you're with us.
10: Hi, Doug. It's Roger.
2: Roger Linder, what's up, Mr. Sacramento? Hello. It's snowing.
10: Yeah, it it was snowing yesterday. I I, you know, they were calling for it, and uh, got up yesterday morning, and there was snow on the ground here in Antelope. Didn't make it as far down as Sacramento, or were about twenty minutes uh, northeast of Sacramento. But uh, there was snow on my in my backyard. That was cool. Yeah, the, the temperature has dropped like thirty degrees. You know, last time. <laughs> we were
2: here at the right time. <laughs> yeah, because I mean we were
10: walking around, you know, practically in shirt sleeves there uh, in the evening. Even I mean, we're it was a like, little chilly, but but no, uh, it is it is like, darn cold now. It's like down down close to freezing right now, and that's that's wow. you know unusual for Sacramento. But anyway, enough about the weather. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
10: yeah, what did you call about for real?
7: Well, I see, you know, I
10: I wanted to mention you know at the, at the Sacramento show there was a couple of fellows uh, from where I work that came to the show. Cool. And uh, one of them had seen Todd once before. He, he went to uh, the uh, arena show in San Francisco. That was his first uh, Todd show, and this was his second Todd show. The other guy knew Todd, but wasn't familiar. Neither one of them was actually familiar with Watts at all. Um, but they absolutely loved both the Johnson set and Watts. They were wow. completely blown away by the whole show. They, they just could not believe it, you know, and I talked to him after the show and they says, uh, why didn't you tell me?
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
10: <laughs> because I didn't want to tell them anything, you know, sure. before the show. I do this Isn't it funny, funny
2: though, how these new people, I had a couple in Akron too, my my brother and his partner, they loved it and they're musicians and they thought it was wonderful. But then you have these long-term Todd fans that are pissing and moaning about Robert Johnson's set list that they haven't even heard yet. It's just weird. Yeah,
10: well, that, no, no, my friend, there's, they're both fans of the blues, and so they
2: ah, that they, helps. Yep.
10: They, they like they like the uh, the blues, and they're really looking forward to when the CD comes out. Okay. You know, whenever that's going to be. Yep. But uh, you know the the Sacramento show. You know, I, I after the show was thinking, I and I was thinking, you know, that is, you know, one of the better shows that I've seen. You know, it, it, nothing can compare to Akron. I don't, you know, you're never going to top Akron but and and the Sacramento show came really close, but the l a show came even closer to Akron, especially with the crowd response and and of course you know you talk about what the reviewer was saying. The crowd response in l a was so powerful you know I, I i was thinking, you know this is sort of shades of Akron at least,
2: yeah, I agree uh,
10: you know they they just you know they were there they they were bringing it, the band was bringing it you know i I will never listen to a Watts. You know, without picturing the show in my mind, <laughs> and, and 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 you know, and I I I watch you know all the details that those musicians are doing on stage, and and Jesse and 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 the little things that he's doing, and Greg Cox and Ralph Shuckett, man, he was he was there, uh, you know, and and you know he he was a very significant part of this band.
6: Yes, course, yeah,
0: yeah, and
10: and Bobby Strickland, you know, no no doubt about you know his contributions there and Chasm, you know, and, and the, his solo efforts, um, you know, with with uh, you know, does anybody love you and all that? I mean, the, the entire band and Prairie and the drum parts, you know, you 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 know when you hear those things on the record and Prairie is playing them exactly as they came off on the record, you know, there's just you know no doubt that this was just a phenomenal performance
2: I totally agree man and I know we're biased but it's just it's hard to sit there and read something like that when you were there and you know that it was a really good show now had it been you know the first blues set at San Francisco and somebody criticized it yeah sure I mean they stopped a few times it wasn't exactly the most stellar performance in Todd's career but that LA show did not miss a beat it was phenomenal Absolutely family. so, and Sacramento. I'm glad you guys had a good time at that show. Um, that was, I really dig that venue. You know, I wish we could add more people in it, you know.
1: But I, mean, I like the whole situation with the hotel and everything. I was thinking, oh, yeah. you know, Run Radio birthday bash the whole time. Yeah. yeah, good hotel, good place
2: to party there, and yeah, it, it was nice, nice, nice close, Yeah, everything. nice weather. Yeah, and at, at every every
10: time you know, every show that I went to, of course, you know, as you guys know, we were at all four of them, and and meeting up with the fans. And, and meeting fans that I have known online but had never met before, you know, I and mean? that's the highlight of the whole thing. That, that's yeah. the experience, and and to be able to to see those folks and 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 you know some of the celebrities. You know, I got to meet Lyle Workman. I hadn't met him before, even though uh, I I'd met everybody else in Bourgeois Tag. He was the, the one holdout <laughs> that I had not met, and so I had a chance to chat with him a little bit. And Fernando, I, I recognized him in the lobby before the show. I mean, <laughs> He's hey, on
2: your banner, yeah. <laughs>
10: I talked, yeah, and I, I talked with him. I said, are you Fernando? And he says, yeah. And, 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 you know, we chatted for a long time. And, and Eddie, I was talking with him. And it was great. I mean, I I, I just love talking to all these folks and everything and, and you know, hanging out, you know, after the shows and, and you know, going to the little events that uh, were popping up and stuff, and it, it was great, and, and then, you know, in the off time, just going off and, and seeing some of the sights around the city and just walking around and doing things and just taking it easy and having a good time. Yes, yeah, surreal.
2: Know, just, you know, good week. Vacation. Brent Bourgeois, we forgot to mention. was it the Oh, stuff? my no God.
1: Good? I got to meet Brent Bourgeois. Another you know, dude and, from and, my Uncle Randy, too.
10: Yeah, Adrian was also there, his son. Yeah, his son. Adrian
1: Bourgeois was there, and, and Steve Mitchell from Uncle Rainbow, which goes yeah. back to my history. But yeah. did you see me lose my mind with Brent Bourgeois?
2: <laughs> I got pictures.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, I love that guy. Just just loved meeting him. He was such a treasure. And I would have loved to have meet, met Larry Tagg, but apparently he had a gig that night. Yeah, That's so,
2: right.
1: Um, but Brent came out and represented, so... We kind of had the bourgeois. Type. There you go. Yeah.
6: yeah.
1: It was really, you know, looking back on it, you know, it was kind of a star-studded week.
2: Yeah, it really it was. was. The Todd yeah. World, absolutely.
1: Yeah.
2: Roger Linder was there, Mr. T R Connection, man. EJ, yeah. Mr. Mrs. I mean.
1: Well, and and <laughs> actually, this uh, is Roger Powell showed up. Roger
2: Powell TV. showed up at the San Francisco Yeah, I saw him gig. in San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. no doubt. I mean, there was lots of. Uh, Cool stuff going on. Uh, Mike Keneally, you know, I didn't get to meet him. I was disappointed. He left, like, right before Rachel Hayden, Pippi had mentioned, was there. Mm-hmm. Um, was there anybody else? There's, there was probably some others that were missing, but it was a uh, good group. A lot of fun. Very nice. And, Roger, we appreciate you coming to all four gigs. Yeah.
10: Well, it was great. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we thought about do we really want to go down to L.A. and everything, you know, but, uh, you know, I'm so glad that we did.
2: Yeah, I'm glad you did too. <laughs> that was uh, that was really a beautiful, wonderful show. All right, we got a call too from five six two. Well, hello.
5: Hello. Hello, it's Brian Grace calling in from Richard Long Beach, Grace California. Grace was in LA. I yeah. was in the house.
2: Yep, that's
5: right. Beautiful theater, ornate, almost. I thought it was um, as nice as Akron. And, and and the show. I wanted to talk about the show itself. um... I I thought musically they had come so far. I mean, they even got, like, the weird uh, time changes, um, you know, pretty much down. Whereas that first show, it was kind of awkward. You know, even the song Cool Jerk sounded great. You know, I was just, of course, it's one of my favorite songs. But just hearing that and hearing Bobby go into that was just really, really a lot of fun. Yeah, it was nice. No. I wish I would have gone all four shows. I'm, I'm like, am re- re- kicking myself. I, you know, I had another gig the next night, the Ventura night of my my own, playing sax. But I, at least I got to see the LA show, and that was incredible. I, you I picked a good thought,
2: one to go to, man. Yes, that's the thing. Yeah. another thing we figured out is, you know, when you look at audience participation as far as ticket sales. These, some of these younger groups that aren't near as talented as Todd is, is they have young fans that don't have commitments like sax gigs and babysitting or work commitments and, or, or sick parents, you know, all these things come up, you know, for this age group that are the Todd fans that are left, it's it's not as easy for all of them to get out and just do things like that. And that's mm-hmm. part of the deal
0: I think that has
2: more of a reflection of ticket sales for Todd, not our shows, all around, than, you know, lack of interest or the fact that his music may not be good or whatever. It's just, you know, it's a different time for people. It's difficult. You know, you have jobs, mortgages, and all that. These kids don't have all that. They're getting money from Mommy and Daddy to go see, you know, Black Eyed Peas
1: or whatever's popular nowadays.
2: Yeah, totally. Yeah.
5: So there you go. That's what I think. Well,
1: now Brian, you were at the Chasm gig too. Maybe we should give a little love to Chasm. What'd you think of that show?
5: Yeah, that was the first time I had seen Chasm, and uh, I was really impressed. Him, um, he, you know, on stage, he he really comes off as a as a really cool entertainer, and you could tell the audience and and him had quite a bond, you know. And, and I, I thought he put on a really good show, and his voice was was immaculate, and his. Guitar playing was good too. I, I really hadn't heard his guitar playing. Um, oh, you
1: didn't make it to the to his Akron solo no, gig? No,
5: no, I missed the pajama mm-hmm. gig.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, no pajamas this time.
5: No.
2: <laughs> well, he was too. Uh, it was um, too short. He only did a forty-five minute gig.
5: That was my only complaint. Was I wish he would have played longer? You know. Yeah. But hey, um, let me say
2: right quick. Um, yeah. When I was talking about, there are younger Todd fans, too, so I apologize to the younger fans out there. We know that you guys have issues, too, but it's just different. <laughs> we like like Ryan, our buddy in Akron, for coming to the gig. Speaking of Kip, um, who helped us out with the Akron gig, who called in early, you know, when we first started talking about it, he showed up for the Ventura show, last-minute deal, got hey, a frequent flyer ticket, road trip, and was very appreciative and glad that he did it.
1: <laughs> yeah, he was excited because he was yeah. like, you know, I saw the first gig, and... I just decided at the last minute i got to see the last gig.
2: Yep. Hey, We've got, we got two more minutes left, so let me do awesome. a couple more things, and we'll keep, we can keep talking to when it goes in archives. But I, I do not want to miss. There were some other good comments after that review, but I want to get to some positive things, too. Thanks, the guys. Have a good one. Huh? Okay, Brian. Thanks, guys. Hey, have, hey, have a good one. Night. See you, Brian. Thanks, buddy. Okay. All right. Um, thanks for coming to that show. Look, do a google search for um dot com Todd rungren and there's a um it, this title of it is Los Angeles Todd rungren concert now offered as a souvenir book. It's about Phyllis uh, i guess you say Polack, um P-O-L-L-A-C-K. it's a it's you know and it's not just because she talked to me in it, but um she does quote me in there, which actually is kind of good because at least she tried to find out a little bit about what was going on unlike the l a times person who didn't talk to anybody. Yeah. Um, and she does a real nice breakdown of the entire show. Um, had some really nice comments to say and really, you know, paints the pictures like you were, you know, helps you if you weren't there, kind of understand a little bit about what was going on. Her her final uh, next to last paragraph, she says, just one victory which left the entire audience clearly moved by Rundgren's performance. I think that sums it up pretty well. Um, I think a lot of people were moved by that show. I know I certainly was, probably more than any of the shows other than the first Akron. It was really a good one. So um, check that one out for on a positive spin. And let's take uh, – Roger, you with us, by the way, if you don't say anything. 816 is with us. We've got one minute. What's up?
9: Well, I just wanted the last word, if I possibly could. Good evening, Take folks. it, baby. Take it. Cork, Cork in Kansas City. Amen. Thanks for the shows. I, I think everybody had
2: anything to do with this. It was a heck of a lot of fun. I hope, to, uh, hope I don't sound – too silly and gushy here, but uh, you know I just trotted clear across the country to catch those last two shows. I wouldn't have missed it for the world. And a um, lot of
10: a lot of fun. A lot of fans there, a lot of great people, kind folks and
5: thanks again for everything y'all did.
2: Thanks for coming out, Corky Thank man. You. People like you make it happen, baby. Gotta, Gotta have it. Gotta have those hardcore fans that are gonna travel and see these shows that'll never make it. Never I'll make just
5: it, stand on it.
1: Thank you, Corky.
5: You're sweet. All good. <laughs>
1: um,
5: that's all good. And um, y'all take care and see you guys at the very next gig. Let's do this again soon, please.
1: Thanks. Absolutely.
2: We'll try. All right. We're not down and out by any means, that's for sure. Everything's yeah. good. We had a blast. I had a blast in California. Really enjoyed it. Really good time, four great shows. And it reminds me a lot of Minnesota and the fact that you look at these shows. You go. It can't be over. They're, I mean, they're just playing it too well. It's too good a show to stop. Killing me with that.
1: Hey, listen, Doug. We got to say yeah. happy seventh birthday to the Grok.
2: Happy seventh birthday to the Grok. Happy birthday to Kazem Sultan.
1: Yeah, just want to make sure I got that in before we went into archives.
2: Yeah, we're not we're not live
1: anymore. So I Roger, think I got it you, in.
2: Roger, did you think the Sacramento Press review was fair? Yeah,
10: I thought it was. Uh, you know, it it sort of came down, again, to, you know, not understanding the costumes, but, you know, they gave the music its props, and that was good.
2: Yeah, and you can't you know, expect everybody to understand the costumes. I, I, yeah, I mean, the, you know. the, costume, the
10: costumes are history, yeah. you know, except for, except for maybe the fat guy. I mean, that's not,
6: uh, there's no history
10: behind that one, but uh, everything else is history, and, and it, you know, it, it, it depicts an era, it depicts uh, a particular mood, they all make sense, you know, and, and it and it flows, and and the show just flows so perfectly, and and you're just thinking about the timing and and getting in and out of those costumes and, and the bands, you know, maybe extending the ending of a song a little bit to to accommodate that, but <laughs> really did Well, you know, and the other thing, I I think Je- the first time that Jesse popped off of his little uh, stage was in L.A.
1: Yeah, that was Hi. cool, wasn't it? Good. <laughs>
10: and, yeah. And and he, and he came down, you know, and he was just really jamming there with Bobby. I think I guess that was during uh, Zen Archer.
2: Yes, um, during Bobby solo. And then I, was I, really I cool. and I know
10: he did some extended uh, guitar work at the end of Cool Jerk too.
0: Yeah.
10: And you know, I mean, he he you know was just all of a sudden he you know he came off the stage and he was down there jamming and and man, you know, I think that that got the crowd going
2: even more. You know, I remember Roger interviewing you. You're like one of our first guests and. I asked you what your favorite song was, and it was uh, When the Shit Hits the Fan, Sunset Boulevard. And I oh, thought yeah. at the time, I'm like, what in the hell? And it is in absolutely the fantastic during this show, is it not?
10: Oh, it is. It is so. I mean, that's, that whole sequence, you know, from uh, Is It My Name, you know, yep. going into Sunset Boulevard. It just, uh, you know, of course, you know, he had to rearrange the album to do that. But, man, that just makes so much
2: sense.
1: Yeah, it's a uh, frenzy. It's just, he just whips us totally into a frenzy. They get oh, yeah. that
2: so well. They do such a oh, good yeah. job on
1: that one. It's, it's really yeah. nice.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. So I knew you were loving that deal. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I know why. It took me a while, but I figured it out.
10: Yeah. <laughs> the album. just you know, there, there's a whole new level of appreciation for the album. As much as I've loved it over the years, I love it even more now.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Well, we don't uh, know what the future holds, and um, other than I think Todd is interested in still doing some more, I would say that he was clearly happy with how uh, it went in California and was having a good time. You could see that all over his face, no doubt.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And the band
2: loved it too, and you know, it's just um, it's just a great experience. I hope we can do some more. No doubt about it. I do. Too. Yep. I do. All right, good deal. Well, I guess that's a wrap. You know, we've had a little over two hours, and I still didn't get to talk about all the comments. I, I can't believe how time flies on this show. Maybe I run my mouth too much. but
1: <laughs> Hey, Doug, do you have any more? Um, just, I'm just in the mood to hear some music. Do you have any other comparison songs, like Crossroads or something like that? Uh, I just lost my voice. <clears throat> I
2: don't think so. Um, no, I didn't download any more live of the Todd stuff.
1: Oh. Um,
2: but... I can promise you it's a lot different.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: It's a lot different. Why don't we just uh we'll wrap it up with uh Dust My Broom Again Live. You wanna hear that? Do you like that? Yeah, hey, I don't know. I, I could bring your salad up here, but this is one messy bunch of food I got. What? Corky's still talking to somebody. You <laughs> I tell it. Yeah. He sounded gonna... a bit
1: like Todd then, didn't he?
2: Yeah. He's all oh over the place. Oh my
1: goodness.
2: Alright, let's um I'm gonna play Something that Roger will know what this is I really love this I was going to intro it tonight But I want to do one. I'll play a little song clip And then I'm going to finish with our regular stuff Unless you really want to hear a full song
1: Nah, I'm good, I'm good
2: Alright, it was a good show We appreciate everybody that came to the California gigs very much And the Akron gigs as well And everything else All of the watts gigs we hope you go to London, Amsterdam And make this thing keep working Because it is a beautiful, beautiful thing
1: And go see Chasm uh, on the 10th in Atlanta, and the 20th in Philly. See you all next week.
2: Peace out.